Hi, and welcome to the Dirty Side Podcast. I am your host, Luke, and I'm joined by... Keon. How are you today, Keon? Pretty pissed, actually. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> quite an uneventful uh, race that we that we witnessed. Let, let's, uh, call, let's call it what, what it was. It, what? It, it, it was a flaming turd. It was a flaming turd. Yeah, I mean, the only uh, positive point, we will discuss more in detail, but the, the only thing that I can... That I'm happy about this race is that it is a fading night uh, day to night race, which makes it kind of cool. But but that's cool about every race that's ever been held there. It's not about this race in particular, right? So you're talking about you like the track and the setup, but really that's the only redeeming quality because this uh, race itself. Eh. The track, I don't know if I like the track. There there is yeah. kind of I don't love it. Yeah, I don't love it. I think it needs personally. I think it needs to be modified uh, to allow yeah. for a slightly more overtaking. Well, uh, supposedly it already has a good configuration for overtaking, so I'm not really sure why we didn't see that much in the race. Yeah, it was really strange. Um, we saw a lot from um, like midfield battles, or what well, we saw. We saw your boy uh, Verstappen tussle quite a bit with Ocon, and yeah. you know later on with other others. But like there wasn't a there. There was yeah more action you know in the middle and almost none none at the front. So no, it was really strange. And I would like to point out what. What the fuck was Will Smith doing? Like, had multiple, uh, yeah, multiple you know, like was, jobs. It was as if he I was, was almost, like the handyman yeah, of the was, of the Abu Dhabi race, almost, waving the flag, and I then was, he was like controlling a camera. Yeah, I was. I was really. When he went on the radio, I was actually like disturbed because I had no idea what, what was going on or who it was, and they didn't put up his name until a little bit later. And I was like, "This doesn't seem appropriate for for Formula One. Like, what what's going on here?" And then it was, oh, "Okay, it's Will Smith. He does a lot. He did stuff at the World Cup this year. It, it's in a way, it's cool because I like Will Smith, but I'm also I also find it a little embarrassing how he keeps hamming for the you know hamming it up for the camera. Yeah, I don't know. Like, he just and this got time he was he wasn't just hamming it up for the camera; he was operating the camera. Yeah, he was operating the camera on this like mechanical fucking device and like then, twirling it around <laughs> trying to capture a, medical, like, a, a mechanical device yeah, a mechanical me device called a camera yeah a well a mechanical rodeo device yeah. and he's like swinging around yeah. and hopping and bebopping and I'm like he's trying to capture <laughs> he, Hamilton he was, I'm like what the was, fuck are you doing he was bebopping and scatting all over the place he was beep, he was, there was too much bebopping he was bebopping and scatting all over me too much bebopping from a Will Smith, and I, I just found yeah. it a little disturbing. I didn't like it. It wasn't my cup of tea. It probably added to. I don't the think it was disturbing. I just thought I think it's kind of tacky. It man. disturbed me, but it was. <laughs> You're easily disturbed. Yeah, I am. But look, it's it's, it's so yeah. You remember the beginning it was waving the UAE yeah, flag, waving the, the Abu then, Dhabi he, flag, he, the he, Emirates flag. Sorry, he he waves the flag and then he he like runs off, but he runs he he kind of like. Uh, scampers off, you know what I mean, and then and then they show him looking at the cars go by, and then he holds his hand to his mouth, doing like a little tee hee hee. I'm like, what? He was, what universe are we he, in right now? He didn't take his AD, ADD medication <laughs> or something. He was hopped up on a lot of cafe lattes, and he. I feel like I'm talking a little faster, but it's very hard to tell. He it just seemed like he was like screaming around, going like doing odd jobs. I was expecting him to put on like a uh, a fucking marshal uniform. <laughs> if I want a cafe 
latte. You give me a cafe latte. And yeah, start like you. putting out, putting fires. out Hulkenberg's yeah. fire. I was like, holy shit. Extracting, yeah. Taking selfies while they're extracting Hulkenberg's fire. Like, oh, is Will, is Will Smith one of the engineers for Ferrari now? He's like, he had like seven different jobs over yeah. the course of this two hour yeah. race. He, has, yeah, he had a lot of stuff on his Instagram uh, <laughs> in, in like Mercedes uh, wearing like the overalls of the pit crew. Yeah. It was really weird. It was just so, too much of him. So, yeah. Yeah, I kind of get it, but whatever. That that's a little a little bit of a diversion. But the race was uh, was was hot garbage. I thought like hot steaming garbage. And 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 the Sky Sports people. It always upsets me when <clears throat> after a race they don't tell it like it is. They don't say, "Yeah, this this race was disappointing." They literally go, "Oh, lots of like cool things happened. Lots of overtaking. Lots of an exciting race." They're I guess they got to do it for for the ratings. Like they have television ratings. They don't want to go out and say, "Yeah, I don't know why you guys just watched that. We paid a shitload for the rights and it was garbage." So just like if you recorded it, just, don't don't bother. Yeah. Just, if you're seeing the end, just don't bother. You know, rewinding. Go home and cook some fucking bacon or something. Yeah. So know. they were. It, it upsets me. Like just call it like it is. Like this is like just boring. You know? I, look, I, I you know what I tell you what I don't like here is the way that they uh, on camera they clutch onto various weather patterns to make the race interesting oh there's there's could be a dust storm oh yep there is some flickering drops of rain it's well, like yeah, no that's don't the sign try of a race get us fucking sucks. excited just say that hamilton that's is the going sign of a race that's light. the sign of a race there's a garbage fire yeah like lights to lights to flag yeah. let's just say that hamilton's going to win just yeah. say that 40 laps in with 10 laps to go that's yeah. totally fine yeah. don't try and say there's a fucking sandstorm that's going to come <laughs> and whip fucking ocon into a thunderstorm of <laughs> In the desert, in the Sahara Desert, no, they said, I don't like it. They actually had this like graphic that said "helicopter spotted thunder," and yeah. I was, and I was I was buying into the hype too. I was like, "Yes, yes, come on!" Because at the time, I think we wanted Ricardo to be able I, to pull some shit. I tell you what, my New Year resolution is for next year, Keon, is to not believe the the fucking sky hype of weather bullshit that they put on. I'm not going to buy into it next year. It just gets me so disappointed. I'm telling you, like, I'm more excited, like right now. Talk shit talking the race than I was during the race. I'm I'm taking off my my Red Bull my extremely expensive Red Bull hoodie right now because I'm getting incensed. I'm yeah. getting I'm getting all like hot and bothered because because yeah. of, of how much I hated this it's, race. It's uh yeah it, it was it was un, like I said it was very uneventful. It, it so, just it so, turned so up a like, few fun things. So but. let's do yeah. So the approach for for this last podcast of the season, let's take a different a slightly different approach. We'll talk about the race. Because obviously we have to, and stuff happened, and there were some some interesting things. Um, but let's leave a little bit of time at the end to talk about, like, to do almost concentrate more on this being our you know season wrap up than review of the flaming pile of of turds of the, hot that, that garbage. was Abu Dhabi. Yeah, hot garbage. So let's 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 start out with uh, a super quick review of qualifying, which was also like a total super snorefest. quick. Yeah, because that qualifying, I would say, was. Uh, more boring. Um, nothing more, more much. boring than usual. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So there was, I mean, from my end, there was really not much. We had a, a Mercedes lockout, then we had a, the the Ferraris on the next row, and then we had the Red Bulls on the third row. Um, really, the only thing that yeah, I could say is that, that don't you find that strange though? Uh, it's it's that hasn't happened this this year very often at all. That no. you get um, team like the teams, the teammates basically being side by side. So we have like exactly the teams that we expect to be, you know, yeah. first row, second row, third row. And, you know, the only slight surprise was that Ricardo outqualified Max. Well, okay. So, yeah, it was, uh, well, Matt, I mean, Ricardo tr- traditionally does well. He, his record on, uh, at, at, 
Abu Dhabi is is basically kept clean because he always outqualifies at Abu Dhabi. For some reason, it's it's a track that he does well at. He's he's done a lot of uh, when he was a tester for Red Bull, he drove a lot on this track, so oh, okay, yeah. he he does traditionally do well. So there was no surprise for me, but like I mean. I thought that would have been cool. In the first flyers of Q3, Vettel split the Mercs and then Raikkonen split the Red Bulls. And I was like, okay, the Ferraris are, are causing yeah, no they, trouble. Yeah, they were, like, the Ferraris should have been okay. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, okay, got to hand it, like, the one thing I'll say, because there's a shitstorm of... of <laughs> Of, of of ill will coming afterwards. But I'll say one good thing is that Bottas actually, he did well to qualify ahead of, of, of Ferrari. Yeah, he did. I mean... Uh, I mean, he should because he's in an amazing car. But, I think yeah. the car more so than him got him over the line. Well, but I think the cars were fairly evenly matched because Vettel was, he was on the pace the whole weekend. He was really, you know, he wasn't that far off from Lewis. Um Vettel did have a little, a slight little hiccup at, uh, I believe, turn 20. He went a little wide on his last flyer because uh, on his first flyer, he, he, was, he was above Bottas, but on his last flyer, mm. he did run wide at, at turn 20. I believe that that's maybe what cost was him. That, was that his last flyer or he, was that just his first one? In no, Q3? no. His first flyer, he split the Mercedes. Oh, okay. uh, and then okay, on yeah. the second flyer, yeah, turn 20, he ran a little wide and... Um, again, I, yeah. I think that just it kind of his, his year is, is like that little, little stuff ups because certainly when he was in the Red Bull, I, I seen him qualify at, in Abu Dhabi when he was in the Red Bull and he was winning championships and he, everything was on point. Um, you know, very, very, very marked out. He was very good at, at, at qualifying and, uh, it just seems like he's lost a bit of his qualifying, qualifying, uh, glitter, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I one uh, one thing I want to point out was when the camera panned over to Maurizio before <laughs> the Raikkonen was about and Havetel were about to go out on their last flyers, he looked like an evil boss from Tekken 4, like the shadow, <laughs> and he just had enough like curvatures in his face that he looked like he looked like one of the like on the PlayStation 2, on the PlayStation 2 when it's like shaded in different shapes and he looked like a bo- and he just looked at this mean face. I was just like, "Holy shit, he looked like a Japanese am- anime." character yeah he didn't he didn't look so mean on instagram on on kimmy raikkonen's wife's instagram <laughs> wearing like a, a kimmy t-shirt at in, at some bar uh i, I don't know i'm guilty of follow, following kimmy and his, his wife on social media uh, that doesn't surprise me i don't know who would love kimmy more you or maurizio it's it's a definitely a toss-up between you two well i didn't fire kimmy so probably <laughs> yeah. me we uh, maurizio didn't fire him we all know that uh, well, well, yeah, I mean that's what he, that's the party line that he maintains. But it's a party. So line. okay, um, I guess we can get in. So, so we quality, have the, that we was have it. The, that the, was yeah, it. Yeah, there's nothing that very interesting. The race itself, um, we can start out by even like not talking about the start and just get this out of the way. Uh, Kimi's last race for Ferrari, retirement on I think lap four or something like that. Disappointing. Yeah. How yeah. do you feel about that, Kim? Well, I mean, it's, it's literally the worst thing that could have happened. It was very disappointing. I mean, his family like traveled there. They were all like <laughs> t-shirts printed and he was, you know, I think he was on track to have a decent race like he always does. Like he, you know, even Steven, he'll, yeah, yep. he'll make it in. He, yeah. I, I don't know if he was podium bound, but he would be at least fourth, probably third. Top six or he had for a sure. Chance. He, like had a chan- he, yeah. he had a chance at a podium and it would be nice to finish his career or with a podium. chance at a podium? I don't know. I don't, no, I, he, I would say like he had a, ch- it wasn't out of the question. He, he started fourth. So all I, he had to do is like gain one position and he was fourth. Uh, when all that business happened, and then I believe that's like when he ended up retiring. So 
it was strange I, with the Ferraris having so, that reliability. Yeah, issue, yeah. So right? that's that's what I wanted to point out. Like, when was the last time that that happened? And I think I don't remember Vettel retiring for a mechanical failure this season. I know he uh, had that Hockenheim uh, issue. The blunder. So I mean, yeah. there may have been one. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. I do know that Kimi had a DNF that was. Uh, like the car basically failed. I don't remember what happened, but it was very early in the season. And since then, the Ferraris have been just absolutely, you know, monstrously uh, spot on reliable, like even more so than the Mercedes because the Mercedes had a double DNF in Austria. Yeah, I would say that like a characteristic of the Ferrari car, even during the Schumacher days, was uh, reliability. You, they, you don't see them DNFing due to any any engine failures or any electronic failures like a Merck or a Red Bull. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't happen. Um, yeah, yeah, in total agreements with you there, Kim. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know that that was, it's frustrating, but you know I guess it happens to everyone, and it sucks that it happened in the last race. But at least he won a race in Austin, Pole and Monza, and he's still going to be uh, on the grid next year. So we'll do you, see. Do you think that it um, made like? Do you think it upset him slightly, or do you think he didn't really care? What one thing? No, I think it upset him. I think his body language was. But it, it, like you know, he's he he takes everything in stride. It's not his first rodeo. No. He said that he's happy to be going to Sauber because it's closer to home and, you know, he's done many things with Ferrari. He has no, he doesn't have any, like, uh, angst to try and prove himself. And I think, if anything, he might have had that leading up to Monza, but after Monza, I think he just wanted to have some good results, get a race win. And he's been pushing as hard as he can, but, like, it's not going to break his heart. He said in a press conference, <laughs> I mean, somewhat jokingly, they asked him if he was worried about Bottas, like, breathing down his neck for third place in the Drivers' Championship, and he said... Uh, not really. Like third or fourth doesn't make a difference to me. Actually, fourth is better because I don't have to travel to the award ceremony. <laughs> yeah, so typical you know, Kimmy fashion. Yeah, so like he almost got his wish, but you know, yeah. jokes on him. He retired and he's still going to be third. Yeah, he's still going to be third because because Bottas was stinking up the track, and Max basically uh, he did really well, but he's two points shy of Kimmy. So essentially, Kimmy's still third. But I, I think he was he was disappointed. I mean, you can see his wife was kind of. Uh, you know, it sucks to go out. Like, it's not his last race ever, but it, it does suck to go out uh, from a team, his second stint. And I yeah. think he's the only driver that's done two stints at Ferrari. But anyway, so I'll he be- retired, and I was, you know, kind of gutted. But what I was surprised was they didn't even show him. They showed him walking back to the paddock yeah. or whatever. But then in the post-race, we watched, like, hours of post-race coverage, and there was not a single Kimi interview to be found anywhere. Yeah, he, he, he probably just, like got into a jet and went home with his family. Yeah, probably. Or he's like, you know, face down in a puddle of puke <laughs> at a bar. Uh, uh, there's uh, no bars in Abu Dhabi. I would like to... Uh, all right, so moving on, I, wanna, I wanted to uh, speak about what upset me uh, during the race was the uh, bringing in of Verstappen uh, before yeah, so before I, Daniel Ricciardo. We, so it was yeah. tire degradation, obviously, that was happening. Max had issues in qualifying with his tires, saying that his tires were heating up, he was heating up. The Red yeah. Bull engineers were saying, no, Max, no, Max, they're not. And he kept fighting back, saying, yes, they are. So Yeah, he got a, he got, he got a bit of a talking to you on the radio. Yeah, too. and so this continued on into the race. And I, I just found it – so then they brought him in. He gets a fresh set of tires. Ricardo's leading the race. And Ricardo wasn't brought in for quite a number of laps. I would say at least eight to nine to ten laps he wasn't brought in. In mm-hmm. that time, Verstappen was able to do the undercut. Yeah, and then so the, the-, the reasoning behind this was that Ricardo would be on a fresh set of tires for the last – For the end of the race. For yeah. the end of the race. But I know you, that like seemed to really – 
really incense you. Yeah, it did. Because you were like, that's not how Ricardo drives. No, it's not. Donnie's drive style is to go hard at the at the end. Like I was telling you before, I believe that Ricardo and Vettel, they these are these are front runners who control. They they're very good at controlling the race, controlling the rate the uh, the race of a uh, the pace race, right? And. I don't know. It just didn't. It doesn't suit his driving style. It never has. And he, don't get me wrong. Ricardo can fight up, but he can only fight up a certain amount. It's the Verstappens and the and the Hamiltons that do that. Whereas your Vettels and your Ricardos are, are better at the qualifying and controlling the race. So well, it just really pissed me off I that think, they I think did that. I think it's true of the last, the second half of the season because Max is the kind of person to charge forward, you know, through the field, but Ricardo did that at the beginning of the season. So, I mean... I, I wouldn't say he was consistent doing it in the middle of the, wow. at the start of the season, though. I, I, mean, I mean, yeah, maybe. It just... But, like, uh, it, it just really... It, it, was like, it was like a consolation strategy for Daniel. It was just like... And, I mean, was there reasoning well, so, for, to get to get Verstappen I third? Know. I actually... I think that's really what it was. I was like, well, Ricardo. I don't know if it was calculated. I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I know he, like, he did get fucked on the strategy for sure because he was... He qualified ahead of, of, of Max. So he, he should have sh- had the optimal strategy. He should have That's preference. the rules. They claim that Red Bull is a team where there's equal drivers, equal treatment. Obviously, we, we know that not to be the case anymore because like I, I say from now on it's 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 it should be called Red Bull Max Verstappen so yeah <laughs> but but anyway like I, I'm surprised that you were upset by it because you're such a Verstappen boy well yeah I, I am I, I like them both I, I'm actually sad to, like Ricardo I, I yeah, watched I'm him really in his junior him days so Ricardo's got a special place in my heart for sure um, but it's, it's been such a, a blessing to have them both you know, two favorite drivers in the same team. So I'm going to be split next year because obviously my countrymen, I, I, I support my countrymen, but mm-hmm. it, it, it just really incensed me because it was like, and, okay, and Ricardo, are you trying to get Verstappen yeah. a third place in the championship? If that's yeah. what you're doing, just be upfront about it. Horner. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm wanting him is just to say, all right, what we did today was to get Max to try and get him third in the championship. Don't, yeah, you know, leave fucking Ricardo out 10 more laps and then bring him in and then try and say, all right, Ricardo, we're going to give you fresh set of tires so you can really go hard in the last part of the race, which he couldn't do like he's done in previous races when he's been on that strategy. He can't do it. I mean, not that he can't, but it's just not suited to him. So yeah, I'm not really sure why, because they were both on supers at the end. But yeah, yeah, Max and his had were fresher. Yeah, I mean, Max, Max done a perfect undercut, but whatever. That was so that's Ma- my Max little rant. Had, Max had more pace on the super softs than Ricardo did, but yeah, I I do think he got screwed, and it's just it's sad to see that happen. At least his car didn't retire, um, but it does it does suck. It would have been really nice to see him on the podium. Um, I, I think, think that, I uh, think it would have been better to see Ricardo on the podium. No, that's too. what I mean. Yeah. Ricardo, yeah. yeah. Ricardo on the podium instead of Max. It would have been much, a little bit nicer. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. You know, Verstappen does I mean, earn just his... switch the order would have been nicer. For, just as a parting sort of like, you know, not not gift, but like a nice symbol of this, you know, the beginning of the season at least, or at least the career that he's had at Red Bull. Yeah, exactly. But you know, it hasn't you know, been I'm, bad I'm, at I'm like, accounts. I'm worried by... I get. I keep getting more and more worried looking at Renault. Um, but they did interview um, uh, Prost, Alain Prost, on the on the grid before the race. Sky did, and they asked him, you know, how's it going for next year, and like, are you going to be more competitive? And he was like, absolutely. Yeah, he uh, was, as Martin Brundle said, very yeah. punchy with his words. Yeah, he was like, we, you know, it's already underway. The end. They were like, oh, so have you got more horsepower? And he was like, yes. It just. It's yeah. It seemed it seemed like he was um, 
like it was coming from somewhere, like it wasn't just hot air. So I really hope that ends up being the case. I know Renault has something to prove because they've taken so much abuse by by Red Bull. Even even Cyril Abitable was, <laughs> he, he apparently sent like a squirrel, a stuffed squirrel to, uh, to Christian Horner because Christian Horner like makes fun of him for uh, like seeming like a squirrel or something. I don't, I don't know the whole backstory. Right. And then Horner like apparently had the squirrel on the pit wall kind of like as a big fuck you back. So <laughs> it's just I, like they really do not get along. It's a toxic relationship. It's a really toxic. It's a, it's a horrible divorce. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so like all the stuff is settled and now Ricardo's going to Renault and I really, for his sake, I, I hope they, and I really like Hulkenberg too. I hope they're better next year, but I also really, really hope that Honda can deliver the goods. Well, it's funny you say that because they interviewed Verstappen post-race and uh, they said to him, and which I, I want to bring up a, a point on, on this interview too. It's two parts to this little rant I'm going to have. Um, they Verstappen actually said that they asked him, oh, does the Honda engine have more horsepower? And he says, absolutely. Like, unequivocally he was like stampeding that yes it does so i mean people from the renault camp are saying that their engines got more horsepower uh honda well sharpens honda for next year he's saying that they've got more horsepower so it's going to be interesting to see (laughs) where these teams line up but i just wanted to point out um who was it uh one of the interviewers for bbc um, went up to when they were interviewing Verstappen, Simon Lazenby, I believe, made a disrespectful comment about Verstappen doing Damon Hill's bins for his community service, and I yeah, would just, yeah. I just thought that was a little much. Like, I think, I think um, Verstappen's embarrassed enough about what went, yeah. and and or just, was, or, just, or just, or just, piss, like, just wants to go away. And I think just to make that comment is a bad part yeah. of reporting. And yeah, I agree with you that it was disrespectful. I don't think. Uh, I don't think Verstappen is embarrassed enough. I think he actually thinks that the whole thing is just like an, uh, an unfair mix-up, and it's like you know, uh, you know, that it was a biased result against him, and that he doesn't really feel any. Uh, guilt or, or remorse or whatever. So it's no, like, he doesn't feel guilt or remorse, but he, he did make a point after um, Lazenby said that is, oh, I don't want to be any embarrassment. And he goes, yeah. no. And yeah, they were kind of that making... That was kind of cool like that he said, I'm not going to do anything to embarrass myself. Yeah. It, could, but, but the reason he said that it was mainly because he was like, I don't think I did anything wrong, so I'm not going to do anything anything lame. And I think it backfired in Lazenby's face because he, he made that the joke and Max was not amused. No. Are and you going to go clear? Clean out Damon Hill's bins. Yeah, he's like not even a world champion. I, I mean, I Lazenby is now on my hit list. Um, you're amassing quite the hit list. Yes, you know your your alliance with Max Verstappen is going to come with a yeah, lot it's of killing complications. Me I'll have no <laughs> friends. I'll have no friends in the world. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to point that out that that was just a mm-hmm. bit of like uh, unprofessional uh, commentary and interviewing. Uh, that just didn't need, and if you if you can't like, yeah. if you can't make a joke with a driver, just any or if you don't know the driver well enough to make that comment, then just don't because they don't yeah. need your shit. Well, also don't do it to Max because Max is going to do. He's going to say that he's going to headbutt you. Or yeah, something. Max probably has an AK forty seven hidden under his his, his jacket <laughs> and race suits. Yeah. yeah. Um, actually, like uh, so, but let's- Verstappen needs to be more careful that he doesn't become an Alonso. Because I can hear yeah, him you, brought, you brought that up, uh, and I and I th- and I thought about it, and I was like, mm, a, l- a little bit like, okay, so both of them actually. Uh, so there was a lot of sass on the radio in the in this in this race. There was uh, Alonzo sass first of all when his his engineer said 
that you're okay. Come on, come on, mate. You're like, yeah, I think he was a P11 or P10 at the time, and he said that, you know, there's one point up for grabs potentially, and like we, you, need, you need to really be on it. Let's go get it, and try, trying to encourage him. And Alonzo was like, dude, I have 1,800 points, <laughs> yeah. and that was kind of a yeah. diss. It's like, yeah, well, you're still driving for McLaren, and your engineer still wants you to win because it's partly his victory as well. And so the engineer was like, well, for me, make it 1801. And they didn't put Alonzo's response on the radio, but it was probably really sassy. Yeah. And, and then Verstappen actually at one point was like disagreeing with his engineer and saying, mate, I told you, mate, listen to me. And this engineer comes back on and says, uh, I am listening. You know, like, yeah, don't, 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 don't tell don't me to listen. listen. Don't tell I'm me listening. to listen was the quote. Yeah. yeah. Um, and look. I have uh, I I've read these articles that have been coming out from the BBC, as I'm sure you have, about uh, Alonso's career as a far, a five parts. I only read tabloids. Yeah, <laughs> I don't real. I don't read actual motor, motorsport media. Only only like weird only Google 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 translations of Italian tabloids. <laughs> Just buzzwords. Yeah. Um, but it was, and in one of the, I think it might have been part two of that, of the fight, part two of the series that they had on, on Alonso, um, was that he really pushes his team. And it was like a rebuttal to, to people and the, maybe the reputation that he's gained for being a toxic person within a team. And during one of those, uh, on, on those articles, they said that he just likes to push and sometimes he, he it's not a personal thing, but he just wants the best. And I can see that with Verstappen the same way is that he likes to push, but I think he's got to be careful because uh, he, I believe that this kid has more raw talent than Alonso, uh, but it's all for shit if you can't manage people. So I think that's something yeah. Verstappen needs to maybe go to, I don't know, maybe head to Boston and go to like a Harvard, uh, <laughs> you know, networking course over the summer. Or over the winter, sorry, and uh, I, I think he needs to be like he needs to join a cult or a pyramid scheme, and he needs to be like <laughs> he needs to be brainwashed, mildly brainwashed, <laughs> and then just return to them like a corporate muppet. No, or, or maybe just like slightly lobotomized. Okay, so uh, I have I have a few notes about the race uh, because it was super boring, so we had to write down anything of note to to even talk about. Um, there was a bit of a battle between Ocon and. St- Stoffel Van Dorn, of all people. Yeah, where did he come from? I, I don't know. I don't know. Where did he come I, from? I think it was just like he, his brain just woke up and he was like, oh, wait a second. This is my last race in F1 pro- oh, probably Oh, ever. shit, I'm a Formula One driver. I better, I better maybe, drive Formula One. <laughs> what is this thing? Oh, I guess I guess it's a pedal. Oh, yeah. Maybe I should, maybe I should push it down a little further. Yeah. Oh, accelerator? Wow. Yeah, DRS? Yeah, it's just... I'm uh, going to use this. He actually... Yeah, that's the first time I've ever seen him do anything that would indicate that he has a spine and a central nervous system remotely courageous yeah something for the first time it was uh that was quite yeah, that was that was cool to see and we've seen okay so we've seen a lot of this in the last like three three races or so we've seen weird reversals we've seen ericsson do okay a couple of times we've seen hartley. We, we saw we, we've seen a huge like surge of form from hartley with respect to his teammate and and it's like uh really puzzling you know, guys, get it together. You're in Formula One, and you're, uh, you're potentially going to lose your 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 drive. And all of them have, except for I think I don't think Hartley has been confirmed as. I think the last Toro Rosso spot is still technically the only one that is free. Um, yeah, that hasn't been announced. But yeah, th- so they're all like most of them anyway are on their way out. And like d- guys, like I understand you want to put on a good show, but could you not have done some of this? 
even like once in the last 20 races. Yeah, I just didn't understand. Like, why leave it to the last four to five races? I mean, just show, <clears throat> excuse me, to show something in the first, like every three or four races, just show something. Like, I mean, don't that, get me wrong. That's what still, I think the bare minimum is. He, he was still garbage this race. Like, um, I mean, okay, maybe not maybe not garbage, but he, he's been out-qualified by Alonzo and like clean, uh, like a totally clean streak. And uh, Alonzo hasn't done that. Or I don't think any nobody has done that since, what, what was it, like 2008 with Nelson Piquet? Yeah, where Alonzo did it again, June, just yeah. broke his own record. Um, yeah, so that's that's embarrassing. Like you don't get out-qualified by your teammate every single race. That's like... I don't know. It's, it's, it's well, grounds for it's grounds for not 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 just grounds for dismissal. It's grounds for public shaming. Yeah, it, it's like walking down what they do in Game of Thrones and shame, <laughs> shame, just throwing well, Pirelli bits yeah. of Pirelli tire you know as what, he's though? walking past. But, yeah, but the motorsport equivalent of that is to race in Formula E, which is what yeah. he's doing. <laughs> yeah, I um, and don't get me wrong. I love electric cars. I love driving Teslas, P eighty five Ds. I love like hammering that accelerator and going zero to 60 miles per hour yeah, in under look, three seconds. But you know what? Start, like Formula E is not that cool. No, this is a Formula One podcast and it'll yeah. always be. Yeah. And, and you know, he's just not good enough. Not good <laughs> no, enough to stay in. I don't want him. I don't want to see his series. face again. Like I, I just don't. Yeah. He um, looks like he'd be good. A good like action figure. No, that, that's a fucking, that's just about it. <laughs> but or a I, mannequin for you know some sort of like I don't know uh, European uh, <laughs> European carry all. Yeah, I, you know I um, I want to point out that uh, and and I think that we you know you agree with this opinion is that Bottas. I mean I know we've spoken about this before and I'm going around the carousel again, but mm-hmm. he he has the ability to, to fuck up yeah. a race because yeah. he's so shit. Yeah, because he is. He doesn't have the balls. He's playing like a cup of fucking water, and he yeah, he, he wrecks the whole race. Yeah, like, he wrecked the race. He, but, it's um, it's like he's a backmarker in a Mercedes. Yeah, but we'll say we'll say okay. I agree. It with doesn't. You. It doesn't. It, I I don't know. And like I think you pointed out right that the he he's kind of been told by Merck that like they're re- they'll yeah. get Ocon so far, in the fucking car <laughs> mid season and be like get the fuck out, far, go back to Reykjavik and do some he's, Icelandic. He's not dance. Icelandic. He's Finnish. Well. Helsing. Helsinki is what you mean. Okay, go back to Helsinki. Because it just... <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ. Okay, look, listen. Um, a far be it from me to try and dispel one of your trademark rants. But, uh, and I feel the same way about him. Uh, but I will say that in one of the post-race interviews, he did hint that there was a problem with the car, the team doesn't know what it is, and they'll have to look at it after. I don't know if that's just like back- that's bullshit. I don't know. Yeah, if, yeah it could bullshit. be backpedaling. It seemed his body language, everything seems so uh, disappointed and jaded and upset. They, they didn't even try to interview him when they saw him walk into the thing. So, well, like, they did. They did try. No, no. no I mean, this was later when uh, during um, uh, Ted Kravitz's uh, little little episode at the end. So, I think I think it could be total BS that he said that. But what he claims was there was some kind of issue. He had some lockups, then he had more. But he also did hem and haw and say, I don't know. And then I had two more lockups. I don't know why. He, so I, I think I, I would say it's probably, you're probably right that he just like, just sucks. Uh, and the second half of the year is just, uh, just garbage. lost his marbles. But yeah, so the point was they, they were talking to Toto Wolf about Ocon um, before the race. And Toto mentioned that 
uh, they were saying, oh, so Alcon's going to be a Mercedes reserve driver and like, do you have any plans for him, et cetera, et cetera. And he's going to need a lot of simulator time and some Friday sessions. And he said that, uh, and he just volunteered, Total Wolf just volunteered out of nowhere that uh, Valtteri knows that he needs to perform. You know, he has like a one, uh, like a, a renewal for one year. And then after that, it's uh, he didn't get into those details, but he basically mentioned the one year. And his his implication was Valtteri, like he connected Ocon being a reserve driver yeah. to Valtteri. And he was like, he Absolutely. knows that he needs to perform and, you know, he needs to perform consistently. And the, the implication was if he doesn't, they might kick him out of that seat and put Ocon in and which I think should have happened already anyway. Well, they should have I always done that. That's that's uh Toto now saying, um, kind of like covering his tracks now and and I think because maybe with the second half of the season he's yeah, gone, holy he has, shit. So he's, he's taking he's, a lot of flack Toto has yeah, for so mismanaging he's saying, you know, career. You know what? Okay. Um Valtteri, fucking perform next year, pal, or else we're going to just put Ocon straight into that seat. I mean, even just the threat of saying that is, is good. It's uh, good enough. But when they when they did a little post-race interview with Valtteri, uh, he, he he was like dejected. Oh, he's, a, he's a broken man. He's still minus and, 20 and morale. Yeah, he's still <laughs> minus 20 morale. He's, and, like minus, he's like at least minus 38 morale. Yeah, man. minus near, near critical, near critical. Yeah, he, they... But he goes, you know what? I'm, I just, I just want to basically uh, take some time. It's been very hard. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna take a break from everything. He and I, I just think that uh, he's. Yeah, he took he took the reporter. I, I forget who it wasn't. It wasn't Natalie. You know, it was uh, one of the Sky. Yeah, it was one of the Sky, and, and she was like. She didn't okay. even know what to say. She's like, uh, okay, okay, moving on, moving on. And he on. just goes, smiles, gives a very awkward smile and walks yeah. off. So, like, he, he's really got to uh, figure out some stuff because at this present time, he he's a back marker in a Mercedes. He needs to figure out two things, how to hit the accelerator and how to hit the brakes. And how to hit the fucking plus 20 morale button. But <laughs> he's, the, he's, he's, he's like missing all of his braking points. Yeah, but, and every time he comes under pressure from behind... He crumbles. Like, I remember him putting in a really good defensive performance once this year. I can't remember which race. He was holding someone up. I think it was Vettel. He was holding him up because he was basically kind of like protecting Hamilton, who was in front of him. And Vettel took a long time past him. And there was another time, I think, that he defended uh, well. But for the last four or five races, at least, how many times have we been like he's, in the last 10 he's laps? Making races and we're like, boring. there's a fucking parade of drivers approaching but, yeah. the moving like obstacle of Bottas and he just messes shit up, gets lines wrong, he, goes wide. Yeah, he totally can really cock up a um, an interesting race. It really goes on him and I can understand uh, well, maybe he's just doing, he's just too placid. Uh, maybe they wanted a, a, a placid driver and they're like, oh, okay, Bottas is that but now they've seen how placid he is and they're like, holy shit. Who is this fucking robot from Reykjavik? Like, I'm just joking. Oh, Helsinki. I'm just joking. I know he's from, I know he's Finnish, but uh, I, he just has no talent. He's a backmarker in a Mercedes and uh, they, need to f they need to figure that out because you know what? Leclerc is going over to Ferrari. And one thing I wanted to point out with Leclerc is that not, this is probably a little fact that probably people don't know, but he's actually been battling Alonso for the better part of the, this year. Leclerc. Yeah, he's all had a lot of battles with Alonso. A lot of battles with Alonso. Cool, yeah. So I wanted to showcase that 
that would be such a great learning curve for a young driver like that to go against someone as seasoned as Alonso and have um, learn how to battle uh, respectfully and then yeah. learning what Alonso does to defend against him or attack. Yeah. I think that would that goes a lot in uh, his development. So I think Leclerc's had a really, really good formation year in yeah. terms of uh, well, how he's like had to battle Alonso. Maybe the, one of the best uh, debut years ever. I mean, how many other drivers were put into a Ferrari after their debut year. I mean, yeah, I not think many. Gilles Villeneuve was, um, and yeah, that's all I can, I don't know about Nicky Lauda, but the, I can't really think no, of. Nicky Lauda wasn't. And, and Schumacher was in, like, it was multiple years before he was in the Ferrari. Nicky actually right? bought his way into Ferrari. Believe uh, it or right, not, right, yeah, right, Nicky yeah. bought his way in I do remember that. I remember uh, the, the plot of the movie, at least. Yeah, well, so, I mean, that's what uh, a little interesting fact with Leclerc is that, um, you know, battling Alonso isn't uh, isn't easy. So, I'll give credit yeah, to that. So, so that's going to help him form better as a yeah. race driver. So, let's, you know what? You've got Leclerc going into that Ferrari. Let's segue then, into his performance uh, in the race. Yeah. Well, because he, uh, he actually, at one point, was... Uh, P5 or P4 or something. P4 and he, it was, and, and he yeah. was like right behind uh, Vettel, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And well, at one point, uh, he was above Vettel. Uh, mm. He was in front of Vettel. And that must have been a, a bit of a, a scary kind of moment for Vettel to be like, holy shit, I'm well, racing I, against I, I, this motherfucker and he's in a Sauber. Yeah, he's not even in my car I yet. I remember that, yeah, when he was like catching up to Vettel, thinking about what Vettel must think. Like, holy shit, how is this guy right behind me in that shit box of a car? It's a scary thought if I if I was Vettel, yeah. but but you know it's what? It's a scary thought and it's like a at least for salivate salivation sort of like mouth watering oh. thought for, for Leclerc. Like I'm gonna be in that car. Yeah, I've got wet panties, don't worry. It's uh um, that is really yeah, it's gonna be amazing. But that was so but he but, had actually he had Ended up having a terrible race because, well, not terrible. No, he no still it wasn't terrible. Points, it was good. But I mean, from where he was. And then what happened was he pitted under the virtual safety car that was brought out because of uh, Kimmy's uh, poor, poor little engine that couldn't. And, and he, <laughs> poor, little, and, poor little engine. <laughs> and, he, and he, so he basically, it was like the worst time. And then he came out in like massive traffic and he was P17 after being like running like P5 before or something. So, but then yeah. he, he clawed his way back up. I don't know his exact finish. I, th- uh, I think it was P7. Yeah, P7. So he make up 10 places. Uh, it, it's going to be good. But to finish off that point, is that like, you know, Ferrari's going to have two very solid drivers, Red Bull's going to have a couple of solid drivers. Um, and you know what, Renault, uh, Hulkenberg is no, no one, you know, like Daniel Ricciardo is not going to be able to walk over Hulkenberg. I, I can tell you that. Yeah, right no, now. I agree. I agree Hulkenberg's going to be able to hold his yeah. own. So you know what, Renault yeah, has, Hulkenberg Renault has like solidified car, yeah. their, their lineup too. So yeah. at the, at this stage, I would say that Mercedes has the weakest driver lineup. Well, of the good teams? Of yeah. The, yeah, I'm, well, I'm counting yeah. Ferrari, Mercedes, Red Bull, and Renault. And if you were to put them, you know, tag teaming, yeah. um, but the, the gap with Bottas uh, compared to Verstappen, compared to Leclerc, Vettel, uh, it, it's, 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 a, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I think Hulkenberg, given a, a slightly better car, it'll be interesting to see what he can do too. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I mean... Mercedes still has Lewis and sometimes that's really all you need, but, and like he is phenomenal. Uh, but you're right. A team is two drivers and you need the second driver to it be at least 75% as good 
as your main driver, and and yeah, that's just not happening this year with Bottas. Yeah, it, it just seems so. like the the like Ferrari and Mercedes are doing a, a switch in in uh, in strategy because usually Ferrari take mm. the shit res, the shit second driver and mm. and that, but Ferrari's putting in a. a a fantastic young kid, so it's uh, it's going to be so cool. I can't, yeah. Like well, I, said, I, can't I, I don't know if Ferrari always has. Okay, you're thinking back to the Barrichello days, maybe. Um, yeah. I wouldn't say that Kimi's ever been like. Well, he had a couple of bad seasons before this one. Uh, Even or, Felipe Massa in was a, in his second stint. Yeah. After he after the spring hit his head, yeah, he true. was never the same. He was a bit that's of a true. bit of a after that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so actually, let's talk about. Hulkenberg's uh, incident, and really, there's yes. not mu- not that much to say. It, what happened was almost exactly the same thing that happened between Ocon and Max in Brazil. Um, and the post race interviews uh, revealed that he didn't even know uh, they were in each other's blind spots, and uh, Hulkenberg didn't know that. I believe it was Grosjean was there. Yeah, Grosjean he didn't thought see he'd him. Gone, yeah, Grosjean didn't see him, and Hulkenberg thought Grosjean had gone wide earlier, so he was like way off. He was trying to take you know the racing line, had no idea he was there, got clipped, and his rear tire went over the front left. Uh, his rear right uh, went over the front left of of Grosjean's car, and he got launched. But it wasn't like high speed, crazy G forces. He just got launched and he flipped over a couple of times. He barrel rolled. He it barrel did, it, rolled. It looked worse than what it probably yeah, was. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It did, it looks bad because uh, anyone not familiar with Formula One right now or motor racing safety standards would look at that and be like, "Holy shit!" Like he his spine spinal cord is like ruptured, uh, his head is like crushed. But the halo obviously protected him. Everything was fine. But he did get on the radio saying like a little agitated, like there's fire. It I wasn't agitation, it was anxiety. Yeah, because like there's fire and like, he couldn't get f- out of the car. Yeah, so that, that brings so up the halo yeah. point and I'm, I, I think I don't want the uh, halo naysayers to to say, well, you know, he could have, um, you know, what if the whole car engulfed in flames and, you know, he wasn't able to get out because there was a point where yeah. they had to overturn the car and he couldn't get yeah. out. But I'm saying that the, for that Formula One is so safety prominent these days that there are, there are um, marshals with yeah. fire extinguishers at every well, point. But, but am I, uh, so the point is, it, what if they couldn't, what if it was a part of the track they couldn't get to that quickly and the, the fire was raging and it was like instant i think i think the marshals have access to points of the track quite quite well now i think that's part of the the design of set the safety design of formula one is that they can access 99 percent of the track or if not 100 percent of the track very quickly in those events well I'm, I'm just disappointed um because i don't want any of the yeah like you say the naysayers to have any ammunition to say look i told you the halo is bad yes it's going to save it's almost definitely going to save lives. It might have already saved Charles Charles Leclerc's life that time that uh, Alonso got launched. I think it did. Yeah. So, uh, but but it it may also potentially result in serious injury if drivers cannot get out of the car on their own when they're compromised like that. So it is something to think about, and, and I'm sure I don't the think, FIA are going to be thinking about it. Yeah, I, I think that over the summer, there's, they're going to be... They're, they're, they decided already they were reworking the Halo. Um, so this is maybe kind of good. that it, it, Not good, but as in it was a, a double-edged sword in that it, it's uh, a benefit that this happened so that at least this issue is brought to the front because they did say they were going to redesign and reevaluate 
how yeah. the halo it's sticking around, but they were yeah. just going might, to recalibrate know, I, it a I little don't know bit. If they, I don't know if changing the design is actually going to change the ability of the driver to get out, though. It's it's very difficult uh, when you look at the way it's set up. Like it's is there to protect the head, and for the same reason, I think it makes it unpo- almost impossible for a driver to get the, themselves out. And if they made it like something they could like unlatch and move. Well, I don't think it would do its job of protecting them properly, you know, so. Yeah, it's, um, I mean. Anyway, we're no technical experts. No, so we. Let's, let's stop pretending. Well, maybe be. you aren't, but I am. <laughs> right. <laughs> you read some blog posts? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I read the Wikipedia page. Yeah, so really, uh, okay, other than that, uh, Max had a poor launch. Uh, he had weird, like, engine gremlins or electronics problems. Mm, yeah, tire. Like, yeah, tire issues, I there think. Were, there was, no, I think there was some, his engine was in this weird mode in the beginning. Uh, oh, you're talking yeah, about start of the race, the start of the race. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was really weird yeah and then <laughs> also no on, the, power. on the restart too so yeah no yeah. power and you know what man this driver he's just phenomenally good to be able to have problems even in singapore that lap that he put in that would have been a glorious pole lap if hamilton hadn't conjured you know crazy you know um satanic lap <laughs> grem- just gremlins. about to say satanic <laughs> yeah basically um he he had that amazing lap in Singapore, and he even said that he still had drivability problems. And you hear about this, and I don't know if it's showboating, if he's like, "Oh yeah, and I could have done even better if my car hadn't been acting weird." But I kind of I tend to believe it. Like, no, he's not a showboater. He Verstappen, for all that he is, anger management definitely is, but an issue. <laughs> but showboating is not not him. He's not like a Lewis or a Vettel. He doesn't have that smart smart alecky. Uh, yeah. tendency towards him he, he you know i don't know we'll see we'll see next year uh, as you say this year was his formation year as next i put year, it yes yeah. his formation year i i think we are about to witness a big big stride forward for um verstappen yeah but it all depends on honda yes it's very true um it does uh it's yeah if they can't produce something worthy of uh, challenging for the title they just need we, to be reliable. We're not going to really see him, but you know he has many, many, many years left in the sport. So it's not like Do, it's his last chance. He's got tons no. of time. And I mean, you know what? But if he, Honda if give him, t- if they if Honda give him even something that's like eighty percent competitive, I think he can get it done. Yeah, and I mean, Hamilton said um, when they had a bit of a drivers post race, they they said that he even Hamilton this is what I like about Hamilton. Hamilton is like, if we can get the Red Bulls uh, playing with us a little bit more, he goes, that would be an epic year to have Ferrari, Red Bull, Mercedes. Yeah. Like, re- like Hamilton wants this. I don't remember this. the last time that there was like a three-way fight. Yeah, and... Especially with like, especially if there two good drivers because think about, yeah. I mean, and next year is so tantalizing, like Leclerc, Vettel, uh, Max and, and Gasly. And we don't really know how Gasly will perform in a really top car, but I think uh, he's shown enough to lead us to believe that there's a good chance he'll do well. Yeah. And then we've got like Hamilton. So basically of the top six drivers, we only, we have five really good ones and one pile of garbage. Yeah. But I mean, I think you've got three standouts and that would be Vettel, Verstappen and Hamilton. I believe you give them three a car where the performance differential is only five to 10% uh, in terms of, because certain tracks are going to suit certain cars better. Yeah. Um, it's what we all want. And, and, and that would be just unbelievable yeah, to have this know, trifecta you know, of, you know of drivers we, battling for the, for the fucking, I, I don't even have <laughs> to imagine. The, the championship. I, don't, I don't have to imagine how that feels. Cause I felt like that this year at the start of the year, after the first three or four races, we all actually believed, holy shit, Red Bull might be able to do it this year. Yeah. They, you know? but 
they we, 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 we believe that like after China uh, everyone was like this might actually I think the points actually did show that too it was actually still a three-way fight at that point but it always is with the first four races it always is but the distribution was even and it was also something like that was kind of plausible so I don't know um, I, we, in the well, end in the end it turned out to be well Red Bull was Red Bull and they're powerful you know really good at the high aero uh, circuits but then as the season wore on that Renault engine just became crappier and crappier because they didn't really or develop their electri- along. Their, or their electronic system was, was well, yeah, so he had poorly DNFs. designed. He had DNFs, but uh, so this poorly designed. actually, I wanted to bring this up um, and this kind of leads into the next thing I wanted to talk about, which was like the only really cool stuff that happened in the race, I, I think was the, you know, the battles between Max and Alcon, especially like given the, the drama uh, last race. But one thing that happened in those continual in that in that fight that took you know there was like a knife fight that took a long time um every time like you could tell the red bull is a really superior car handled really well in the corners he would always max would always pull ahead and then no matter what he did if if there was a straight coming up he knew he had to repass alcon because alcon would get him on the straight so mercedes powered force india against renault powered red bull and that renault power is just embarrassing lackluster yeah lackluster i mean so we're talking about this was on lap 38 when verstappen and ocom when it wasn't was it lap around (laughs) i don't know from lap numbers but uh no i can't remember it was it was it was was, well wedged in the middle of the race somewhere and it was you know it was it was exciting to watch because it was lap it was multi-lap it was like a battle that lasted quite a while and that was, I, you know, I would have been content if that was the whole race. That was the only cool thing to see in the race. Yeah. Just give, give, give me like 10 or 11 laps of Alcon and Max battling it out. It was a little kiss, wasn't it? That Verstappen gave him like a little yeah, parting kiss that yeah. was a little... Alcon, to <laughs> they, be, to they, be they, fair, they hit, Alcon was respectful. Wheels, yeah. yeah, Alcon was respectful. I have to point out that yeah, he did pull, during there, that, yeah, Alcon did the final like move pass, away. He did move and, away in the final pass and it was like... And that was good to see I, that. I, I so. don't know. It was that, I, guess, I would say but, it's more likely that Alcon was respectful then oh 100% because Verstappen made a more of a, a kiss yeah. after but, the pass was done so but I will yeah say, I will say that uh Alcon probably had in a, in a sense had more to lose and identified that he doesn't want to retire in a in a tussle and a crash with Max in his last race for Force India and last race in Formula One for a while so yeah I mean I think he was he was showing more maturity as a racer but he also showed fire and so like I gotta say I really hope Bottas sucks hard next year and they just swap out, swap them out for, for Alcon because I want to see Alcon and Max race in good cars. Yeah, I, I want to uh, talk about just a, a Verstappen move as well. Um, Verstappen went wide. This is uh, his pass on Bottas. So this was really cool. This is what I like about Verstappen. If you look at his... Uh, his overtake sometimes they're so ballsy and they're so exciting. It, he came around and like kind of went wide, but then came around back on the outside and pushed Bottas and we went over the chicane to to pass him. It was such a risky, uh, such a risky overtake. But if you watch Verstappen's pass on Bottas and you YouTube it to our listeners, it is such a cool fucking pass. And uh, it, it just it wasn't a tussle, but the the difficulty in how he 
um, and where he chose to pass Bottas. I mean, it is Bottas. It's like passing a fucking pram, I suppose. But still, the the uh, the approach at where he decided to, that's what I, I like about that and, and Verstappen. It was a really cool pass. I believe that was on lab 38, 39. That's, uh, mm. I looked at my notes wrong. I apologize, Keon. Um, yeah. No problem. <laughs> but it that was it, it was it was really cool because uh, Verstappen went a little wide and mm-hmm. and then went over this chicane to, to pass Bottas. It just looked brilliant and it just it ballsy too. And yeah, I, I, it was just more of Max being Max. And what what I thought was really great, like you were happy that he to you know uh, overtook uh, Bottas. I like the Ocon battle better because they were both because of because of the history between them and the fact that they were both racing hard. What I really liked was that Ocon wasn't backing down. Uh, you you never expect Max to back down, but it was really nice to see Ocon like basically be all up in his face. And then every time there was a straight like try to pass again, even though he knew he couldn't make it stick. So I really I enjoyed that. I I, I definitely enjoyed that. But uh, I didn't enjoy the pass on Bottas so much, even though the result was good because I wanted to make sure Bottas did not uh, end up in, uh, I think if he had ended up fourth or third, he would have passed Kimi in the championship. So I definitely wanted him to do badly. But Max's pass on him was like, uh, you know, kind of like just relief. Okay, he got it done. There was no incidents. Because it was skillful, but like it's skillful, but when you're overtaking someone who is just inevitably going to get crushed because he sucks as a driver. <laughs> well, I did point out that it was like a pram. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it was, it was it was when he decided to do it is what I think was yeah, special, okay. right? Okay. Yeah. You know, he went yeah. over and went over to a chicane. It was risky, <laughs> it was, risky business. It was like he did like a fancy move at the end of like a Street Fighter, uh, you know, battle yeah. against someone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, one one other thing that I, I wanted to point out <laughs> is the, the Ocon uh, and Verstappen battle. I think Ted mm-hmm. Kravitz said, during the race, it's like, oh, did you and uh, Max like shake hands? And they're like, yes, we shook hands in 2010, 2012, and recently 2016. So, and then they did it again. So this is like the fourth time that these yeah. two kids have yeah. made up, and it's been as early as 2010. So that's eight years ago. Yeah. But that means they were they were fighting when they were like 13, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> 13 yeah. years old. So this, well, so like you, Hamilton that, and Vettel used to be, you know, rivals. But so. they didn't have the, they didn't have this type of hatred. Yeah, that's they, true. There's a lot of respect. And you Kubica saw, was you there saw too. The post race between uh, Vettel and and Hamilton, they were exchanging almost love for each other. I yeah. thought they were going to yeah. make out. I was hoping <laughs> that they were going to make out yeah. and have a super child. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was some, a super some child that Ron Dennis could then groom again. But um, well, yeah, oh god, uh, I don't want Ron Dennis grooming anyone. Well, he's groomed a few, but so yeah, uh, I don't really have much to add about the race. Um, Alonzo, at the end of the race, uh, I, I, it was kind of cool to see Alonzo, Hamilton, and Vettel both do synchronized donuts. Yeah, I must, it was yeah, like that, that was, was like cool. coordinated or something. They must have been like, okay, if we all make it to the end, I would like to do some donuts with you or or some shit. Because like, there's no way they just like spontaneously figure that out. No, and you don't just spontane- You don't just spot out Alonzo on the on the track. And go, hey man, let's yeah. uh, let's, <laughs> let's let's rip a few if, donuts. If they're gonna have right? like team radio like uh, between teams or something like like walkie talkies. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I sp- and you know what? You've, I found that uh, he 
chose those two drivers because I think those are the two drivers that he probably respects as race car drivers the most. Um, yeah. No, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm taking personal, uh, mm. take all the other bullshit out, but I, I think he, he would have chosen uh, Hamilton and Vettel to say, you two are, are, are champions and I, if I'm going to do donuts on the track with, with a couple of guys, it's going to be you two. Because yeah. I think that he's probably had his best wheel-to-wheel racing with those two guys yeah. over the, the latter part of his career. And yeah, you're right. That was yeah. really cool to see them spinning it up. Especially with his cool, like, uh, special livery on his car with his helmet colors. I, yeah. I thought it looked really nice. And then it pointed out as well that uh, they said that Pirelli, <clears> the <throat> tire manufacturers, hate yeah. hate the uh, <laughs> when the drivers do that. And uh, Yeah, because they can't analyze the tires. They can't analyze the tires and whatnot. And you could just see some Pirelli yeah. scientist on the TV throwing his pizza <laughs> at it, his bowl of spaghetti, bibbidi-boobidi-bobbidi, and, and yelling and screaming. <laughs> But um, I'm Italian. It's all right. I can yeah, say yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've got an Italian passport to prove it. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, yeah. No, I believe you. I believe you. Um, so wow, what else is there to say? Like the, the, to, to wrap up um, our, the stats of the race, there was nothing really that cool. Nothing else. Nothing else I mean, on my Hartley, end. Hartley hit the wall and then somehow his car still stayed intact and he ended up uh, P12, which is kind of cool. Alonso, apparently, I didn't even know this, he served three five-second penalties for cutting the chicane three <laughs> yeah, times. Yeah, And it yeah. still didn't make a difference to his position, which was P11. No. Uh, so he didn't make the points. Um, but that, but I think Kravitz yeah. was saying that he might have calculated that, and if he did... Then, yeah, maybe. But, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, there, there were, okay, and then overall, yeah, man, Williams... What a team this year! Yeah, what they're a team. going from fifth in the constructors to last tenth. year to to last, yeah. um, which is tenth, uh, is, is a sad, sad. Yeah. They should be, yeah. Someone should be slapped. Um, man, that is just that's horrifying. I really hope they can rebuild, and I'm really, especially holding out hope because I I want to see. Kubica is like bringing in like a serious like potential for like a PR storm, right? Because that is perfect for a team to be like oh we're employing a driver who was mangled in a crash say you know it's it's like an overcoming adversity feel good yeah. you know it's it's like a special you know like okay. a like an after school special um so i'm really happy i'm not that a fan he, of the after school specials <laughs> not neither am i but i mean it's it's going to be uh, there's going to be there's a lot of potential there and he's bringing a ton of money I, I tell you what like it is, Keon, in my opinion. Company. This is yeah. this is uh, I think, money I think, and development. Yeah, no, no, no. So, so he's he's in for sure because of a combination. If he didn't have the money, they would be like Claire Williams. I have a feeling she would not be not make any decisions sentimentally. And I think that they know him. He's a known quantity. He has an amazing um, history in Formula One, a pedigree. He was uh, tipped to be like a future world champion and all the current greats also believed that of him. And then he was robbed of the opportunity. And so whatever, he's not what he once was, but they're hoping that it'll be enough and that he'll be amazing at developing the car. And they really needed maturity. And I think they learned from the fact that they had two shit for brains youngsters in the car this year. Yeah, I mean... Uh, both of which brought a lot of money. So like that re- didn't get them very far to go with that strategy. It's a complete reset for them, right? And um, But, but Kubica, Kubica had to find his money. What, to, you know, There's yeah, no way he could have been... What Kubica brings is that uh, it's a developmental aspect, is that he mm-hmm. he's not stupid. He he was able to, to develop and help develop that Renault 
you know, when he was in it, and uh, he he's going to he's going to do the same for this Williams. So he would he would know, do the shakedown laps, yeah. uh, in his karting days of like um, Nico Rosberg's kart, yeah, because I think they were all like on the same team or or, or something like that. And he said that like Rosberg never did it himself, and he never knew that that Kubica did it, and Kubica was like this poor Polish kid who didn't have like you know the other people do this kind of stuff for him he is used to driving lap and lap and lap after lap of like a car around a track and give feedback to the engineers and be like this is wrong this is good yeah he knows to what it's all about car, he can and i think he is hungry to put in the, but the problem those is hours. those uh the, you know williams is going to have to and mclaren by extension are going to have to fix their chassis because whoever designed i mean it's it, you know what it's no wonder that mclaren has had a shit chassis this year because uh, Eric Boulier was uh, he's now left McLaren but he is a piling steam of fucking a piling steam a piling steam of because he was at Renault he was actually funny enough he was at Renault when Kubica was at Renault and Kubica was driving the wheels off that car driving the wheels off it and Boulier got fired from fucking Renault and managed to somehow get himself into McLaren and then under his under his director directorship he under his dictatorial directorship I would say he's fucked up a beautiful team and a pedigree team of of racing I don't think it was entirely his fault I think I also bl- Zach Brown oh, shares the, responsibility. There's a, there's a couple, but you know what? Eric Boulier is a um, an infection to Formula One teams. He's a an yeah, infection. I don't like, he's I, a he, virus. He rubs me. He the attaches wrong way. onto you. He's like he venom. rubs me the wrong way, like and, like the harsh side of Velcro. Yeah, <laughs> not, <laughs> not the soft side. Not the soft supple side. <laughs> but I, I just believe that yeah. uh, you know, Boulier McLaren's had their worst one of their worst years in history. Yeah, and, it, it, like it, it, the and car it, is it, just awful. It's so bad and. And uh, Boyer was one of the, the the major the causes of that. So yeah, so you know, I agree. Uh, but uh, yeah, Kubica. And then Sa- <laughs> it's, it's good to see him back next year. Yeah, <laughs> in summary, and and the um, the Saubers largely due to Leclerc's heroic wonderkind efforts. Uh, I think they they jumped up. They did to like eighth place or something. Yeah, and you know what? I yeah, mean, th- they were they were last last year tenth, and then this year they're eighth. Mainly, obviously, not because of Ericsson, because they're all what did Ericsson do? Just bring some money into the team. That's that's about it. That's all yeah, we can so, do. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see where I think. You know what? I I honestly think that uh, McLaren are gonna jump ahead of the Williams. They're both going to make a jump. We, mm-hmm. we know that for sure. And um, I think it's going to be a Sauber Force India that are going to drop down. Well, Williams uh, has Williams has a really good engine, so you that's know. what I'm saying. Like, I think we're going to see a, a Williams McLaren jump up. And yeah, then, but I think, and then we're I, think Williams, I think Williams is more likely to jump uh, to make a, a recovery than than McLaren is. Oh, you Mc- think that? Yeah, I think I, so I, because McLaren is with Renault. I think McLaren are going to uh, jump okay. up. Yeah, it's true. Renault might make some Should strides. we put a $5 bet on this and uh, bet this for our next season? Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough one. Um, you don't want to make $5 yeah, okay, or lose okay. $5? Okay. I'll, bet, I'll bet $5. Okay, well, all right. <laughs> Done. All right, listeners, you heard it there. I'm going to say the McLaren's going to finish above Williams. Yeah, and I'm just for shits and giggles, I'm going to say the opposite because it's 5 bucks. <laughs> no, I actually believe I believe that there is a, a slightly better chance of Williams. They already have a good engine and now they have good drivers and whatever fuck up they made, 
hopefully they learn from that mistake. So Mercedes can you can say the same thing, but I, I it comes down to the engine and it comes down to the drivers, and I don't really rate Carlos Science very highly. They both have they both have uh, totally green drivers. Lando Norris versus uh, George Russell. Yeah, but they're, they're saying George Russell is um, like huge potential, like yeah, what he's doing. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're people say it, people it, said that about Lando too. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's 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 just so exciting, Keon. It's, it's so exciting. I yeah, it's going to be good. To, like, I'm really looking forward to Melbourne already because, like, holy shit, Abu Dhabi was such a letdown. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it wasn't good. So, the only, the only, the only <laughs> you know what? The only joy really I got good. out of that was seeing the shots of Ferrari World. And just imagining yeah. me being in that fucking theme park, that that was what got me through the race was, okay, one day I'll be at that Ferrari world, yeah. one day. But other than that, it was... Uh, oh, you, you mean you weren't uh, you weren't excited and titillated by Hamilton taking off his shirt in the uh, award ceremony? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> so... <laughs> Let's uh, let's get to the to the uh, the good part of the podcast. Yeah, which is um, we don't really have a plan. We're just going to go over, you know, all the all the cool things and all the really lame things that happened this year and our and our top lists of you know favorites and least favorites. Yeah. All right. Um, and some of this is going to be you know basically you know shooting from the hip and just being uh, unprepared with these answers. Just a bit of fun. Yeah. And and whatnot, yeah. So uh, should we? So we'll start with the more conventional ones. Um, We're not going in the way that I wrote them down. (laughs) Uh, We're not supposed to say that we wrote them. Oh yeah, no, no. (laughs) To all our listeners out there, I meant wrote numbers. Right, right, right. All right, let's go. No, no, we don't actually have full notes on this, but yeah, I don't know. You pick one. Pick, pick a, pick a category. Okay, let's go to um, our favorite radio moment. Hmm. For the series. <laughs> Favorite radio moment. Uh, man, it's really hard to decide. I, I think I would pick um, Kimmy freaking out about the steering wheel. I don't know w- which race that was, but they replay it a lot. Where he's like, hey, steering wheel, steering wheel, give it to me. Hey. Uh, and there was also a Vettel freaking out about the uh, the guy who was scratching the car in a similar vein. Well, oh, what's yours? Mine is um, <clears throat> last last week, Verstappen swearing about Ocon and going, what the fuck is his problem? He is a beep, 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 kind of like me on this podcast. It was, uh, it was nice to see someone of similar vein that has the passion and uh, endurance for... For mm. idiots like Ocon, um, we, we got to have some honor, honorable mentions too. Honor- uh, yeah. Like I would say, for me, the Alonso moment when they were asking him if he wants to change tires when it was really pouring down. I can't remember which race was was super rainy, um, and and he was like, you know, <laughs> you can change it if you want, but. We have to improve the P11. Even if you put a rocket ship, we are still going to be P11. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so. It was such a huge slap in the face. There were like arguing nuances of tires, and he was like, "Dude, turn three. Sorry, sector three, third sector is undrivable. So I think we should pull the car in and think about what to do next. I really like that. I, li- I like it when there's sass on the radio. It is and, good. And, and, and engineers. My favorite moment in all of history was when um, Kimmy, like Kimmy was like the, uh, don't tell me what to do. I know what I'm doing, which was in 2012, but nothing that good this year. 
Right. Okay. Uh, so uh, there was um, uh, the Gasly uh, Hartley thing last. I guess that wasn't really a radio moment. That was just like a weird, bizarre soap opera. That, that was yeah. That was more of a <laughs> drivers like talking to each other. Going, well, not talking to each other, but talking to <laughs> their race engineers. Going, where the fuck is he moving? I'm not moving, but I need him to move. I don't want to. It was like just two yeah, kids wanting a, cool. a, a wanting a Klondike bar and. <laughs> And oh man, don't I really want a clown egg bar? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So moving, next category. Um, outburst. Outburst. Okay. Most like uh yeah, okay. like emotional outburst by you know a driver. I guess. Okay. Um, mine has to be uh, Daniel Ricardo screaming it like a lion into his helmet after mm-hmm. he DNF'd in. Was it Suzuka? Suzuka, yeah, that was uh, that was heart wrenching, yeah. Ro- roaring, roaring it was, like a lion. I, I, I like, I'm, you know, we're here. I was in, proud we're of here him. in Toronto. I was, I was proud of him. Yeah, it was, it was uh, that was something you hadn't. I hadn't seen rage from a driver like that. Um, Verstappen's just you know angry boy, but like yeah, that Verstappen's was this was this was just complete and utter frustration where a driver doesn't know what to do because nothing is working out. He's got talent. He's got a, a car that's supposed to be good. And he just screams at the top of his lungs because that's all you can do. And, uh, you know, it's not, not favorite in that. I, I, I like, I liked it, but it was yeah. definitely, it just stuck yeah. with me. It was, it was the, yeah, it was an outburst that I hadn't seen by a driver in a very, very long time. Uh, yeah, the lion, uh, the lion screen. I would have taken that one too, but since you took it, I will say um, because I, <laughs> I'm not a big Vettel fan, and uh, as you know, and I, <laughs> I rather enjoyed his time on the radio after he stuffed it into the wall at Hockenheim, um, because normally he does that, you know, really annoying da 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 da, which really really pisses me off. But in, this time he was basically just like you could actually. Uh, tell that his voice was catching like he was about to cry or something and he was just like sorry guys <laughs> yeah sorry guys he was like having a almost like having a mental breakdown sorry guys <laughs> he did and have a mental like, breakdown yes. yeah yeah so that was uh my moment of schadenfreude oh. which means uh <laughs> um, i'm a fucking like, idiot like into me, me, no, no schadenfreude for me which it means taking pleasure in the uh, misfortune of others Oh, there we go, <laughs> it's listeners. It's a German word. There we go, listeners. Not only are we a podcast, but we are also a German language podcast. Yeah, the Germans <laughs> come up with the best concepts, seriously. Yeah. Um, all right, yeah. so I will go <laughs> moving forward, all right? Yeah. So let's go to uh, favorite feel-good moment of the year. We all know what this one's going to be from uh, Keon. Yeah, well, actually, no, because I, I have to choose between Kimmy uh, on pole in Monza or Kimmy winning in Austin. <laughs> well, it's Kimmy regardless. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a feel-good moment, yeah. Um, well, you have I, to choose one, I, 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 Honestly, I would say, uh, for me at least, yeah, I think being on pole in Monza, because at the time, there was uh, no one knew, there was speculation. He knew, apparently that he wasn't going to be driving for for, for, uh, for Ferrari next year, but everyone else was really wondering if they were going to renew it. And it felt like, holy shit, he just out-qualified Vettel, um, got pole. He hasn't had pole for such a long time. His his, his wife was there, hugged Maurizio uh, Arriva Bene uh, in, the, in the Ferrari garage. And I was just like, uh, I was ecstatic. Like, And I watched the replays of 
that um, segment over and over again in different uh, national languages, like different announcers, and then they end with the Finnish one. It just really cracks me up. And and for me, that was like uh, that that was a the most uh, the most relief that I had felt yeah. following a driver. And like the win in Austin was amazing, but that one felt more emotional. So pole pole at Monza, pole at Monza, and then it actually made it more poignant because afterwards we found out that that was right after he got fired. Yeah. So, uh, for me, would be Ricardo getting pole in Mexico. Um, for him to have oh yeah, uh, like to, at the to, last minute too. Yeah, of, that was Max such was, a yeah. yeah. It was such like a uh, a build up because those previous races he had been having DNFs, um, mm-hmm. and he was broken. There was some post race uh, interviews that he had where he just looked so sad and broken down, yeah. and then. Um, <laughs> Out, yeah, of, out of nowhere, of he just luck, does yeah. this beautiful, beautiful flyer of a, of a lap. And it totally took everyone by surprise. And it kind yeah. of just turned him. It turned him and it brought back. And it was kind of what I saw was that it was like him going, this is why I, I drive. And it was kind of like a it re, re-energized him and yeah, re, yeah. kind of reinforced that it's not necessarily him yeah. that's uh, – that's all these issues are happening yeah. and that, no, you know I, what, that I, he, I he can, yeah, uh, yeah that, that I would he, have, he's I, a good driver. hundred percent. I would have put that maybe second for myself this year. And, uh, but I am a little surprised that you didn't, uh, you didn't talk about his, uh, his, his win in Monaco because that was a feel good moment, especially because of his previous loss in Monaco. Yeah, but the thing the thing that I found is that Monaco is so early in the season, right? Yeah, you're right. right? You're, there's less, and less feel the, I'm good talking because, about yeah, context right. because, yeah, yeah, like I said, he he had those those races before. Yeah. There were some interviews where I was like, oh, man, this is not cool to see, especially your own countrymen, to see him just so dejected. And yeah. then, like, it was only a week or two before that he'd done the lion scream in the helmet. And then for him just to whip pole, it was like, okay, this is what oh, yeah, we know what Ricardo is, is capable of. sweet that he snatched it right out of oh and max actually was set to be matt was uh, the, 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 the youngest pole yeah. sitter in history and he was pissed. And so this, this had a, a lot of uh so that that was my feel-good moment that um yeah, you think, know my countryman yeah. was like back at it and it kind of reinforced his value that he goes you know what this has nothing to do with me i do have talent i am good uh there are just extenuating circumstances and a lot of variables in this sport that make it what it is and it was just really cool to see him smiling because uh he he's yeah he's mr mr happy yeah he's mr happy and he's my doppelganger so you know <laughs> he kind I have of is, a, except uh, you don't have a, the greasy mustache anymore no you but it, it's coming back greasy beard it's coming back yeah so um but so that's definitely do, my favorite feel-good moment yeah no i that's a good one um i i kind of share that sentiment too um what so let's switch gears a little bit and do some some of the less whimsical ones and the more obvious ones like uh what would you say are the top yeah let's let's start with your t- your top 5 drivers this year okay top 5 and i'll give like Skill, very yeah. uh top 5 drivers for the year um okay number 1 i am going to go with lewis hamilton uh just really yeah. i'm i'm shocked i'm shocked <laughs> It's, uh, I was expecting him to be your number two. Yeah, it was, 
You know what? To be honest, Keon, I just made a quick late decision, actually. <laughs> I just made a quick... <laughs> it's like when I decided which arm to get my tattoo on, yeah. I literally pulled everyone and it was split down the middle. I couldn't decide. And I was like, when I walk in, when they ask me which arm it goes on, the first thing out of my mouth is the one that my heart truly desires. It's literally what just happened. I, I got it written. I, I had it I had it in thought in my head and I'm like, oh, no, no. So uh, That's how I, I order food at every restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Just a fire sale. But okay, so... Lewis Hamilton, the reason why I'd done such a quick change in the last like 2.8 seconds was um, what he was able to pull to pull out of his ass um, and showed showed something that was absolutely remarkable. He okay, so I had Verstappen first, okay? Mm-hmm. And it, that yep. got put up and oh, I'll say why. So Hamilton, what he was able to pull pull out and how he was able to uh, basically fend off a Ferrari that was coming after him and then finish so fucking strongly. Hamilton, number one, Verstappen secondly, because of what we saw and, uh, the, I, I, we saw a much more mature, uh, Verstappen in the second half of the season. And that gets my kudos for a number two. He didn't win a world championship. So, and he didn't do it in style like Lewis. That's why Verstappen just got knocked off. Third for me was Ricardo. Um, just because I, I, Ricardo is, he's my countryman, but not only because of that, he, he's just had a, a lot of bad luck and what he was also able to do, he, he fought his way back up that, uh, that pack for like three, four races in a row. He would fight his way, mm-hmm. didn't quite get podiums, but, uh, you know, would fight his way up. Yep. And then number four was Leclerc. What he was able to do in, uh, in that Salba was, was unbelievable. I liked his whole his whole package of a personality, he interviews well and everything. He liked his package? Yeah, his package was great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I, I just think that um, he, he, he put in some awesome qualifying times uh, in some races, and I, I, I was astounded. And uh, he, he's number yeah. four. And then number five, to round out, you're going you're gonna to be happy, was Kimmy, Mr. Consistency. And he gets number five because of uh, how consistent he was. Um, never, you know, wasn't unbelievable in a, in a, in qualifying or, or rate or race, but you know, Mr. Consistent and, and knew when to push, knew when, uh, when to pull back and his maturity showed and just Kimmy being fun. So that rounds my top five drivers. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I was a little surprised about the order of, of, uh, of Max and Lewis. Um, I really, honestly, I want to say, and this is, you're going to be surprised. I really wanted to say Max is my top driver. Um, I can't really justify it for similar reasons uh, because he, I think he was an amazing driver to come back from the start of the season that he had, especially because he's such a hungry driver. It wasn't like he was having bad results because he wasn't pushing. He was just pushing too hard and having no patience and being, you know, just like impetuous. Um and he really turned that around for him to like find the strength to turn that around and still believe that he to be able to turn it around without becoming overly safe. That's the thing that I think is really cool because he yeah. he's still incredibly aggressive as a driver, just a little bit smarter, not smart enough. And I think that will hopefully come. But yeah, he's had like just and he's just I will actually say I think he's faster than Lewis. He like just raw, just raw pace. He doesn't have the experience, but I think he's a little bit, 
a little bit faster. I mean, I'm thinking back to the Singapore where he almost qualified on pole. It was out of nowhere. And then Hamilton put in that godlike lap. So that's not an example to say that Max is faster than Lewis, but it was an example to show in that Red Bull for Max to be able to do that. That was just total insanity. And there's been times where he's outqualified Ricardo by huge, huge margins. But I will say, number one, Lewis Hamilton, mainly because of the strength that he's had, the strength of like the the psychology as a uh, as an athlete. He's just yeah, and of and and like we saw it because in comparison to Vettel, who was his title rival, who just cr- totally crumbled under the pressure. And Hamilton has won races that he shouldn't have won, and he's qualified on pole in places he shouldn't have qualified in pole. His lap for Silverstone was like when I saw his hand shaking afterwards. That was like holy shit! Like this guy is really digging deep, and he. He knows how to do it. And his comment to Max about the Ocon incident when he said, you know, you had more to lose than him. I think that's kind of what makes a champion with experience. He hasn't lost any of his speed. He's just incredibly dedicated, focused, fast. He he makes sometimes makes miracles happen. And at the same time, he kind of has a good head on his shoulders, but he will also not back down. So I think Hamilton right now is... I know we watch a lot of Sky Sports coverage, so you know we're biased with the by the British media. But I think he's probably the best driver. Uh, he's the best driver right now, and I think he will be next year as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so him, so him and Max. Number so one, Ma- two. Mac, yeah, so him and Max, and then um, my number three is Leclerc. Actually, just okay. because he's come in in his first year, turned a team around, made it climb two places and and put that car in the points and qualified like you know made q3 many times and just uh, it's just he got the nod to step up to you know the the big leagues in 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 one in one season like that's just it's insane and he's actually i actually like him as a driver um he is more than i like Ocon, more than i like max out of all the young drivers he's very like well-spoken and respectful and he just seems like a really good kid he does and, doesn't he yeah, yeah. And, I, yeah. and i'm really excited to see what's going to happen next yeah, year you just like when he interviews you you, you want to yeah. hear him talk <clears throat> yeah. He's, uh, yeah yeah he's just very calm yeah. like he's, he's got a suit yeah like he just has a good demeanor very good um so number four i will actually say grudgingly i'll have to say vettel uh he really sucked for so much of this year, but I can't take him out of the top five because he was second in the championship, and he is like he, his performances are when he when he performs well, he performs amazing. The that like his performance in Spa, that pass on on Lewis in like the first lap, he's just put in, and he's such a good qualifier. And I will say that I think he's on he's almost on par with with Lewis maybe he is on par sometimes he's just he's just an incredible qualifier so uh his results should speak for themselves he did crumble mentally so that's why i'm taking crumbled him crumbled like a cookie yeah so i'm taking him down from like first or second to fourth okay um, uh, but i have to i actually would have taken him to fifth but my last driver is obviously Kimmy and uh, when I'm thinking about the order, I can't justify putting Kimmy in fourth and Vettel in fifth just because I like Kimmy more. Yeah, but Kimmy was amazingly consistent, more consistent than Vettel this year and more podiums, I believe. And he really, you know, he just, he, he his experience really showed oh, the way him and Hamilton were passing and repassing each other in Italy, in at Monza, that was, you know, that was amazing for me. And I think yeah. Kimmy still has that... Um, 
racing um, pedigree and the, the experience, him, Alonzo, and Hamilton. Hamilton is still not quite in the same generation because he's basically like the crossover generation. He is the crossover yeah, generation. But, but yeah. Kimmy, Kimmy's in my number five, yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll quickly do a th- well, we gotta three, do, we gotta three like, worst drivers. Yeah, three worst, so our Keon, most hated, if, is it most hated drivers or the three worst drivers? I would say that we're going to include for me, three for me, worst drivers. They're the same. They're yeah, the same for we're going to mix it up and we can give, we'll do a little bit quicker than how we did our top five. We don't want to give too much yeah. airplay to the worst people. Um, <laughs> or do we? Yeah. Well, I think, uh, I think we already have over the half a season, <laughs> but let's just incorporate both character, what they've done and driving. This is just who you think the worst drivers are based on yeah how yeah. they've behaved publicly yeah, or I should, I should or how first. they've driven so go first Keon. <laughs> i should get to i got a problem with all you people and you're gonna know about <laughs> yeah. it um yeah number one for me is and has always been stoffel vendor oh wow that totally took me by surprise Keon. oh that's good okay <laughs> he's He's just, uh, man, I don't even, and it was made worse by the fact that I watched on, on, on Amazon, whatever Amazon's, uh, version of Netflix, um, Amazon prime, like television, the, um, uh, the special about McLaren, McLaren's comeback changed to Honda, all that stuff. And, uh, it featured Eric Boulier and, and Zach Brown and a lot of stuff with Van Dorn and a little bit of Alonzo. And I was just like, Oh, who is this? Like, you know, I'd like to see this kid, uh, how he performs. And, you know, I, I, I wasn't really following, uh, very much last season. Um, so anyway, so he, he gets in the car and, uh, basically sucks major, major donkey balls okay. for 20 races in a row. He was nowhere. He was out qualified by Alonzo by, gigantic gaps that should never happen in a Formula One car. And you could you can't be like, oh, it's he's a young driver. Um he hasn't been in the series that long. He's literally just just garbage. Garbage again and again. And he is nowhere. And this race, okay, something happened. He came alive for like 10 minutes, but he's definitely the worst driver. Okay. My number, number two. two, my number two is Romain Grosjean. Okay. Yeah, because he's in a good car. And he uh, just repeatedly causes mayhem and he's pushing, really pushing his, you know, the whole suspension on his super license all of the seasons over now. So it doesn't matter. I think he was at a 10 out of the 12 maximum. He did turn around the second part of the season, but he was really in trouble. His drive was definitely in trouble. He's been renewed, but I think it was a little like for me too little too late um, and he was just causing mayhem and he's just, he's just like an, an unlikable fellow. He just puts his car where it shouldn't be. And he was really under driving that car. Like, like Magnuson was destroying him in the first part of the season. So I would, I would say him next. He did bounce. Yeah. But, yeah. and then, and then my, my third, third most, yeah. uh, worst driver is Hartley. And I actually hated Hartley in the beginning. Hartley, you're, you're, you know what? I was, I picked out your top five pretty well, but your three worst. I, I have, I, you've totally, shocked. you're shocked, Keon. Okay. <laughs> so Hartley, Hartley, yeah, I put him third. And the reason I put him third is because I actually think he's really turned it around and I like his fighting spirit, right? He's been very sassy in the media and in interviews about, but he still made it to the worst driver. Yeah, well, because he's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but he, but okay. I like I like the turnaround, and I hope he's I hope he's still in this in the series next year because I would like to see him improve even more. But I just like his 
I like his his recent uh, run of SAS, but yeah, he was he's he's awful. He's awful. Um, so, but I don't like. I actually out of the people, so I dislike Roman Grosjean quite a bit, but I uh, don't dislike Hartley at all. And Van Dorn, I dislike in like with a with a consuming hatred in the car. But and you know, you car. know, but but it's not because of his. I don't know anything about him outside the car. I just literally resent his existence okay. because he's so terrible. And in that McLaren, <laughs> and Alonso is so much better than him. So anyway, let's hear yours. All right. So my three words. I think I'm a little bit more predictable. So mine is uh, Valorans Botticello minus fucking seven million morale. Uh, I Bottas is. Uh, what he <laughs> can I just interrupt he, here? You were you were surprised at my list, and I think you're probably surprised that I didn't put Bottas in my list. And when you said his name right right now, I literally was like, "Oh shit!" Right? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about, and that's how bad he is. I forgot he existed. Yeah, I uh, Bottas for me just uh, you know what I, you've got to have uh, some form of like if you, okay if you're not going to drive the wheels off a car, at least be somewhat of a flicker. Of, 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 of fun in a post-race interview. He's got nothing. He's a drip. I would rather watch a tap <laughs> yeah, drip 40 million times. Put me yeah. in front of a tap and I'll, I'll make that amusing. I, I, like, I, can't, yeah, I, I can't get any amusing footage and, and get any joy or laughter from, from a, a, a Bottas interview. So, you know, saying, okay, so he, he doesn't drive well. He cocks up races. He prevents some of the top teams from driving well. I, I've said this all before. Bottas, my number one worst driver, to the point where Toto is now having to backpedal and do the little Toto dance and fucking say, oh, you know, we're going to get Ocon back in the car if you don't hurry up and start getting points. So he just he ended that post-race interview where he just smiled awkwardly, sums up his Formula One career, just awkward shit and I, I don't, I don't like it. Go home, go home. So he, he's my number one. Number he two, because he, he couldn't num- smooth. No, yeah. He couldn't smooth a silk no, sheet if yeah. he had a hot date with a babe. <laughs> <laughs> he lost his train of thought. Number two, moving on is Sebastian Vettel. Um, really? Yeah. Really? Se- yeah. Sebastian. You put him in, his, in the worst drivers. Are you serious? Um, the three, the top three worst drivers, because. Of the this is sim- a really weird reversal because, like, is, uh, you would you expect put him me number to put him four, and that didn't make sense. So my reasoning beam is that we've seen Vettel what he can do, and for him to be in, in yeah. the car that Num- he was number, in this year, n- number four is a punishment. Yeah, no, no, I don't. He should be number one or two. So to see what he did in the in, so he was in a Ferrari car that was quite good. Now, granted, he didn't have a say in terms of some technical developmental aspects of the car and they eventually they reversed it back and the car was going good but he was putting his nose where it wasn't supposed to be put trying to uh, be an engineer and slash a driver himself and it it means that he wasn't able to concentrate and then he would go out and he would say oh you know what I didn't have to do this at Red Bull because the strategists I could trust them completely and this and that so you know what he was he was distracted and that's not what a world champion does a four time world champion must I might say a four 
four-time world champion doesn't go out and and just lose his mind like a, a, a wailing kid. And yeah, I, I just... I agree. It, I, I, and it was he's really number two, hate, number two? It, number two worst driver. Just because yeah. of what Vettel is yeah. and to the season that he you know, had. Like the you, amount you of got brain, me all, You got me all riled up. Now I want to change my answer yeah, and take him out as <laughs> my top five. Because I was like, I can't put him... I can't, I can't put him like below uh, Kimmy because like, uh, you know, Vettel out-qualified him so many times and he's so good. But, you know, if, you take, if you take his performance on balance... I think we really have to place a lot of a lot of weight into his mental crumbling, and he yeah, crumbled. I don't disagree. Hard. Yeah, and that's why is because he was the. Uh if, if anyone's got a chance to thwart Hamilton next year, then it's Vettel. And Vettel can't do that if he repeats uh, this year and he tries to stick his fingers where they're not supposed I to be Leclerc sticking. I think Leclerc and Max and, have a chance to. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I don't know. It, it just seems like Vettel's a little bit Vettel's got a little bit more poise and grace. And he, he just, he didn't show that. It was like it all went out the window and... Next year is very trying for Vettel. He he's got to. Well, you, th- he, you think he has poison grace, but he didn't show any this year. No, he I didn't. didn't see any. I didn't see any. So that that's why he gets number two because we I've seen Vettel um, when he first started racing for Red Bull, and I, it just doesn't make sense. And it's like he took a step back this year. And uh, you know, look, I understand there's a lot of variables that go into Formula One. Things mm-hmm. are out of your control. A bad pit stop can ruin a race for you. Even like someone with a gun doesn't isn't able to get one of the tires on properly. That can ruin yeah, a whole race and then change the the trajectory yep. of your season. But yep. what I'm saying, like but he did it to himself by like stuffing it in the wall in Hockenheim. Yeah, uh, it's number two. Uh, number three. Um, tr- you're gonna try and guess my number three. I'll give you one guess, Keon. Mm, is it Hartley? No. No, uh, Ocon, Ocon, I, I, Ocon, Ocon, for me, Ocon for me is, you know what, the little, the little tussle that he had with his teammate Perez. That was all Perez's fault. And then, and then, uh, what he did last week to basically steal like a, a, a thief <laughs> in the night to steal, steal a, a race win from one of my favorite drivers. Uh, you know what? I don't, don't get me wrong. He's got a bit of talent, but, um, a he bit, needs to cool his bit. jets like a cool. No, no, no. And he needs to make his jets warmer so he can take Bottas's position. No, I, well, it just, uh. He for Ocon for me displayed and showcased some some overtly aggressive driving in a car that uh, doesn't warrant that. Yeah, Leclerc. Okay. Leclerc. Okay. I just want to make it, a I'll point. Leclerc is an ag- uh, an aggressive driver. He's in a Sauber, but he doesn't disrespect. I'm sorry, but this is Formula One. You're in a place where the top three teams yeah. are fighting for race wins. Don't be a fucking pensioner just- kid in a <laughs> and then be a liquid. And just seep into fucking victories, <laughs> dude. Dude, I think if we if we had just waited a little bit longer, if we just waited a little bit longer, like two more races, like two more weeks, I don't think you would have the same answer because you're just all riled up from from Brazil. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. So okay, oh, let's I, let's move on that, to the that, last category. That, no, Very we, last we've got category. two. We got two more categories. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna, three I, more. I, I, do yeah. we really? Yeah, we've got, we got four more. Okay, look, we've I'm gonna one. I'm gonna go. Uh, let's go with uh, our favorite uh, media moment. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, do you want me to go? Yeah, you go. Oh, okay, favorite media moment for me <laughs> was the Vlad Putin in the post race at uh, at Sochi, the weird. Uh, communist Disneyland fantasy world. Uh, that was just so strange. And Putin standing it's, there. It's and so ex- awkward, yeah. And, and ex- 
uh, agent with an AK-47 who also hunts bears and goes fucking ice swimming is standing next to Lewis Hamilton. You're just, you're just listing things off of T-shirts. <laughs> and it was, it was, that was like my, it was, it was I was so perplexed and uh, aroused at the same time. I didn't know what to feel. <laughs> just seeing that was one of the weirdest media. Mo- and I've watched a lot of Formula One. I've watched a lot of on Formula One ever since yeah. I was a young kid. And um, to see that yeah, was, was definitely my my weirdest, strangest, favorite moment. And I don't think that can be topped unless he he appears part two at uh, at yeah, Communist was, Disneyland. So yeah, it was definitely something. Yeah. I mean, you, you stole like the best one. I didn't steal it. Yeah, you did. All right, what's yours? Well, I don't know how to top that one. Um, <laughs> I would say <laughs> media moments. Can we count like the Sky Sports like segments that they do before the race? Of course, yeah. This encompasses okay. all types of media. Yeah. Okay. So uh, it's really it's for me. It's like I can't choose between these two, but there were both Sky Sports segments. One was, and you, I, you, you didn't even see this one. <laughs> now it's actually three that comes to mind. I'm just going to list them really quickly. One was there was an axe throwing competition between Daniel Ricardo and Max Verstappen. Oh yes, um, yes. And Max was so bad that he couldn't ever make the axe like stick into the wood, and he was just like really pissed. And at the end, like Daniel like basically scored a bullseye, and he was destroying him all the way. He scored a bullseye, and Max literally just like walked off the set, and he had like smoke coming out of his ears, so all red face. <laughs> okay. Um, another one. Another one was when um, Martin Brundle and um, Martin Brundle and who's who's the. Um, What's his name? Johnny Herbert um, challenged Kimi Räikkönen to a race on this weird, like land craft. Oh, the thing. hover, the like hover the, yeah. yeah, the hover yeah. craft that they, they use in like yeah. Louisiana. Yeah, and and yeah, and Kimi, like uh, when Kimi destroyed them, that was that was one of my favorites. And then the third one was they made it's it was almost like borderline offensive. They made uh, Char- uh, Charles Leclerc and um, and Ericsson. Uh, <laughs> Enter into an IKEA chair building contest against each yeah, other. Yeah, I saw a bit of that. And Ericsson got destroyed, even though he was Swedish. And Ted Kravitz was like, "What's wrong with you?" That's those. Those are my three favorite okay. moments. Okay, um, and they have nothing to do with racing. No, that's fine. It's media. Yeah. So favorite, uh, favorite race. Quickly. Oh yeah, this one, I knew this one was coming. Um, I, I think I need to... St- so, yeah, obviously I love the Kimmy Wan in Austin. Um, but I need to stick to my guns and say... In terms of enjoyment... Okay, best race or favorite race? Favorite race, I well, would say... Well, favorite would be your fav- best. No, because I would say my favorite race was Baku. By your far. Fa- your favorite yeah. race was Baku? I mean, not, not by far. That's not fair. But yeah, it was my favorite race. I think the best race was Monza. But Baku was my favorite. Just because... Uh, first of all, I love the fact that they're going to a part of the world that we don't know nothing about, and yet it's not like in the middle of the fucking desert, <clears throat> like like a lot of the uh, races in in the Far East. And it's actually a city that has an obvious like history because parts of it look like Monaco. Uh, they're they drive through like they drive past a castle, man. They drive past a fucking castle, and there's parts where there's like people on balconies overlooking the race. There's a really good straight. It's a street circuit, but there's still, 
it's a it's a tantalizing track with some good areas for overtaking and okay. really high speed parts. And I love that Max and Ricardo were going at it. And I also, in a way, in a weird Schadenfreude kind of way, I like that they took each other out just because it showed so much fire between those two guys and all the <laughs> shit that happened afterwards. I would say that race was just it, it was exhilarating to watch, and it was so early in the season. It was. It was perfect. And okay. Baku actually brings up lots of crazy shit like that. So what's yours? Mine was uh, Suzuka. I was uh, thoroughly impressed. I, I, Suzuka's always been a, a favorite, one of my favorites. Just um, the fact that yeah. it was an old Honda testing, race testing track, and then it's yeah. it's by the sea. It's 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 capped by, you know, the, there's ma- it's mountainous region. Yeah, I, I agree. And it, it was and it great. Was, yeah, it was uh, – I, I felt like – it was also just what what happened and and like uh, there were so many overtakes. It was very exciting and parts of uh, the track that aren't known for overtaking, uh, people were making these really cool overtakes. So it was like kind of like you're seeing the track evolving maybe with this current, uh, you know, yeah, car yeah. generation, generation of cars with these um, V6 turbos um, yeah. that – yeah, it's just the, the the track is evolving, and it was really cool to see that the 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 track reacting well, and uh, it was an enjoyable in, enjoyable race. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it was sad to see that because of Ricardo, that's where he yeah, had that exactly, the, the exactly, line yeah. scream. But that's uh, what I remember the most. It just, about it. I, I think it's the Japanese are so passionate about motorsports; mm-hmm. uh, they're not very good at it, but yeah. they're passionate about it. I think this is, a, and it was really cool. Just to, to yeah. it, it, Japanese uh, culture really intrigues me, so I, I always yeah, love. I Watching Suzuka, it's it's a fast, yeah. Fast and it was a really good. It was a good race this year, and it's got uh, a figure eight. I like yeah. that. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. But um, and Vettel did that whole mess up in Spoon. Vettel, Vettel did this. The uh, the tried to overtake yeah. on Verstappen. Yeah. Where he tried yeah, to overtake cool. on Spoon. Was it was cool. and that was cool. Uh, that was that was like solidifying the fact that he had really uh, yeah. lost his his uh, mental. You know, I'm, I'm a little I'm a little shocked actually because we've both given our answers, and I don't think anyone any of our listeners would have guessed either of these two because I think everyone would have expected us to say Monza. And I think Monza in 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 Monza in was way, great. Monza was, it was very close. Monza and Austin were both fantastic races, uh, like just amazing. And I think most people would probably uh, give those as their answers. And Baku was so far back in history that people can't even remember that much. Shanghai was also really good, but yeah, I'm I'm surprised at your answer, but I don't I don't I don't dispute it. So what's uh, what was the worst race? Worst race, um, yeah. I think. Abu Dhabi. Yeah, it's Abu Dhabi. I, I, I just, um, for me, the only thing that is keeping this race on the calendar is the fact that they're able to pay uh, a big licensing fee, yeah. and it's got the gimmick of the fading um, of of day to night. And I was very excited for this track at the start because it's got all the glitz and glamour of a Monaco, mm. uh, and it's got the money of Monaco. It's new money, and yeah. it, that's kind of what it, it was proposing: is that this is the new money, Monaco, yeah. right? Uh, but or, the, or Singapore, right? Yeah, but I just thought that you know, it's it's over recent years that if if <clears throat> if it, the title fight isn't up, 
uh, it's a shit track. And so and yeah. and and yeah, and and often I guess that happens pretty often. That yeah. the title uh, title is already decided. So you've, they've so got to they've got to be careful, uh, and they're going to make yeah. a a, a tr- they, if if they're going to have a, put the uh, a certain track for the last race of the calendar, they've got to make sure that this is it's a, a highly overtaking a high overtaking. It's not a it's not a high overtake track. You can overtake, but it's not a high overtaking. They've got to they got to figure that out because they've got to think. You know, people are still watching this. Well, There's Fans like us that yeah. are watching this, and if the championship is wrapped up and there's nothing to yeah. play for, they've got to make that last race so fun. And I just yeah. don't know yeah. if Abu Dhabi is delivering that. Like at least, like for example, Mexico. I don't like Mexico the track at all, but the and it's just so bizarre. But the fact that the altitude thing shakes things up, so it's yes. always interesting. Yeah, right? exactly. And we the fact even, that they've got a fucking baseball Mexico, diamond, yeah. exactly. they drive through a baseball exactly. diamond. It's cool. But yeah. Abu Dhabi, yeah, yeah, it's got the da- the fading, but uh, yeah, and it's also named after a house. Self. So, you know. <laughs> that's all. So, What's your least favorite, Keon? Um, so, I think Abu Dhabi was like, I wanted to say Abu Dhabi because I'm just angry at Abu Dhabi. I was also not happy with Singapore. Um, but I honestly, looking back, I was actually shocked when I realized what my most hated race was this year. And I have to say, Montreal. Like it was, and we went. We did. We <laughs> attended we, that we, together. We had a good time, but you know what? Yeah, you, ha- you have a good time when you go to an F one race, especially in a city as cool as Montreal. Well, and and especially you get if your fans yeah, like us, right? And you get to we're, see these cars yeah. and smell the burning rubber and see the yeah. glowing we're brakes. Like and kids yeah. at a candy store. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was really fun. But then we like uh, like the uh, kind of unsettling. It was like eh, nothing happened. Like first of all, Vettel won. That didn't help my my mood. But uh, yeah, it just coming home and then watching the race again uh, with commentary and understanding what's going on. Uh, it was it, yeah, that was it was a it was a steaming turd. It was definitely a steaming a steaming turd. pile of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A steaming with pile some, of rubbish with, with some curds on it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyway, so, so we got we got our favorite races. Uh, there well, is. Do, I don't still, think we had another category. No, do we? we do. <laughs> we do. We got one more category. Right. I can't believe you forgot this one. Spring it on me. Uh, favorite Kimmy moment of the year because we both we do uh, we know that Keon has a, oh, a, yeah. a a huge sexual attraction to Kimmy, emotionally <laughs> right. and physically. We <laughs> I do love. Kimmy too. We we're on this podcast. We love Kimmy because of what uh, what he brings to the sport. Yeah. So we thought that it it would uh, be fitting for this gentleman to get his own category. So <laughs> right. uh, I'll let you finish off. I'll quickly go. Okay. Uh, my favorite Kimmy moment was <laughs> when uh, what was the last race? I can't. Oh yes, it was uh, Mexico actually. And uh, Hamilton didn't quite wrap up his uh, ch- his championship, and the post race they were in uh, in the little room where they usually are, and uh, Kimmy in beautiful Kimmy fashion just turns and goes, "So did you win the championship?" And Hamilton just goes, "No," <laughs> and it was just <laughs> yeah, it was like it was kind of like oh, it was like cold making calculated genius, yes. or it was just like he really actually doesn't have. And a clue. you don't know with uh, Mr. Kimmy Riken, and that, yeah. that's a perfect way to, to sum him up from my end. Is that so? Did you win it? And and yeah. Hamilton's trying to figure out: Are you fucking with me? Do you really not know Kimmy? But because you're Kimmy, I'm going to give you an answer, a respectful answer. But yeah, that that was that was my favorite Kimmy moment of the year. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh um, that's a good one. I would say, I, I kind of want to say the haiku, the book of haiku, but he didn't actually write that himself. So, uh, I don't think that's an admissible answer. So I'm going to say, um, there was a press conference, uh, for Abu Dhabi, like before the race, uh, and they were interviewing, it was, it was, uh, Seb and Kimmy were in the middle 
And then on the outside, <laughs> they were separating Alcon and Max. And the journalist asked some question of, of, of the two youngsters and said uh, about this incident, some stupid like journalist question that means nothing. And it was like, how do you feel now as drivers and as men? And then Kimmy just goes, boys. And Seb goes, I'm sorry, what? And then he turns to Seb and says, boys. And then Seb smiles and goes, yep, boys. He basically like, <laughs> yeah. he didn't want to let it... <laughs> He didn't want to let it go because they had just called Max and Akon men. And Kimmy was like, no, 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 no. They're boys. They're boys. Bo- yeah. yeah. I thought that was amazing. It shows the, uh, yeah, that, that shows the, what he means to the sport and the respect that he has. So that he's, yeah. you know. And, and also maybe the, the, the one that when they asked him, why are you going to Sauber? And he looked right back at the journalist and said, why not? And he like, Iceman cold stare for like five seconds before he said anything else and it was so uncomfortable you know a lot of these people don't know but a lot of these drivers on the grid currently uh watch kimmy growing up as as their hero so like uh hamilton even even alluded to that saying he was always racing as kimmy uh and when he was playing like the playstation so yeah yeah. exactly so like um you know it's it's uh, all the drivers on the on the grid uh have an enormous amount of respect (laughs) because they watched him as as youngsters And, and let's not forget his uh his reaction when he actually Actually, he actually um, was on pole in Monza because um, uh, remember it was Vettel thought he was on pole and Vettel was like, and then his engineer says P two P two and he was like we'll speak after yeah. and then <laughs> yeah, and then Kimmy's great. Kimmy's uh, engineer is like P one P one and Kimmy just goes on the radio and says thank you <laughs> that was awesome okay um, so yeah I guess we're we're really uh, we've we've done what we can this season and there's uh we can't do anything else there's no more races so I think but we want to we'll give back. yeah do we want to just before uh make a mention for Fernando Alonso as his last yeah. race yeah go ahead I think it's fitting that you as his greatest enemy in the world should yeah. actually uh extol his virtues yeah um you know what's Fernando broke. This is this sums it up very very quickly because uh, we don't have much time left. Um, I respect Alonso for um, the breaking the curse of, of of Schumacher, the Schumacher and Ross Braun curse yeah. that that infection, um, the, the, the dark curse of the, Formula One. It was like Voldemort, yeah. the dark <clears throat> arts and and everything. So I, I respect him for that. Yeah. Um, you know what? He's he's an interesting character. Uh, I I I don't disrespect him as a driver i respect him very no, much as a, as a driver just as a human being as, as a human yeah. he he i i yeah. I, I find that I, I i can't truck with him too much but yeah. as as a driver he has my highest uh, highest respect and highest regards and i would like to thank fernando alonso for uh giving us some really well, good racing over the last few years I, so i would i would i would agree with you and say even go even further and say he lifted the curse and basically made racing fun again yeah. It was not fun to watch F1 when No, when no, Schumacher it wasn't. Was and, and I respect him highly for that. Um, yeah. He's he made some in, bad decisions. He made a series of terrible decisions. Yeah. But he's always been an amazing driver. And I there was an interview with him and that I thought was like, he's, he's also very cocky and he's got a lot of attitude and stuff. But he actually said something really cool. Like he said, uh, they asked him about, do you think you're one of the greatest drivers or something like that? And he said, yes. But he, he, he chimed in. He was like, 
uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I know I'm not the greatest driver in really any of the categories you can measure a driver. I'm not the best in the wet. I'm not the best qualifier. I'm not specifically the best on tires, but I am like 95 out of a hundred or 90 out of a hundred in all of those categories. Yeah. So, and I think, and that really, that was, it was shocking to see somebody talk about themselves in such an accurate way. And I think he really is, um, the best possible, um, not the best possible in any category, but overall, like if you look at the stats in a video game, they have like strength, speed, agility, endurance, yeah, and he, he has like the highest consistent stats. And I, and 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 he lifted the curse. And so everything else he did by you know bringing bringing down team after team and all that stuff, like I, you know, I'm I don't really care because he, yeah. he definitely did a service to the sport. He did. He did. His, the thing was that he did his service very early on, and he was the youngest uh, world champion at the time. Like he, yeah. you he know, he it was, was really. I had a pair opened of, the door. He opened the door for a, a lot of drivers. I had a pair to of turquoise and yellow Pumas. Yeah. In, in honor of that Renault that he drove to victory. You know, I just think that um, you know his personality has made a lot of fictitious uh, relationships and fractured yeah. a lot of friendships. Yeah. And yeah. But you know what? Uh, he He's driven the wheels off every car. He's given it his all. And, uh, you know, my hat's off, my hat's off to, my hat's off to him. And you know what? I just do have this sneaky, 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 little sneaky uh, suspicion that if a seat opens up in a potentially half decent car, it's not the yeah, last. He, might, he, might, he might warm his way back in. He might warm his way. But, but in terms of like his stint, if he does come back, he would only be for like another two or three seasons. Uh, yeah. I think if he does, does well, do a return. Well, not even that. I think he would come back for like maybe two. Yeah, yeah. if he does do a return. But so this is at least. <laughs> do you want to make a, a bet cur- though? This, this let's, is a let's make a, call let's on his make a $10 bet. On <laughs> what? That's a $5 bet. No, let's make a $100 bet. You want to make a $100 bet? Because it won't come true for another like year and a half at, le- at least. Uh, that Alonzo is or is not going to come back. Which one would you pick if you had to make a $100 bet? On what am I saying? He's not coming back for a no, year and absolutely. a half? No, no. The bet is, is he going to come back or not? At all. And I've got any time frame. It can happen in seven yeah. years if, yeah. I, if I want. Yeah, but he's not going to come back in seven years. No, but I'm, we're just, we're just laying down F1. the laws of yeah. this of this bet. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, let's... F- <laughs> let's do it a uh, hundred dollars listeners you've heard about this yeah. uh alonzo to come back and that can mean that he can come back in a, for a race he doesn't have to come back and sign uh, no come no i don't uh, oh, come back one for race a, no that's a little too oh likely. yeah it's a little too likely i mean come back and sign as a driver as a primary driver okay can he driver. sign midway through a yes, season yes yeah. yeah all right looks so like, let, I've, let, looks let, like let, i'm gonna go beat the shit do, out of uh we got to do legalese here. Okay, so he's got to come back and race at least a half season. All right. Okay. Okay. Let's let's. So let's, I'm I'm willing to bet, take whatever bet you don't take. Yeah, giddy up, motherfucker. Let's do <laughs> so it. So what are you gonna pick? Yeah, I'll pick that he comes back in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. For for like a half season, he gets re-signed to a team, right? Yeah. Yeah, he gets re-signed to a team, and he's their driver again better win Indy next so, year. So you, I, so that's what you're betting. He's going to come back. Yeah. Yeah. I bet he, I bet okay. he, I bet okay. he'll be back. So bet I'll, be I'll back. bet you that he never comes back. Never comes back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ever. All right. All right. All cool. Right. All right. Deal. Cool. Deal. So what are we going to do for next year? Um, I think we should, uh, we're planning to do some sort of introductory episode before the season we starts. We are. Next yes. Year. Yeah. Some, some, some kind of like intro episodes, especially for people who may not be as familiar with the sports. 
and uh, we'll see you guys pretty soon. Yeah, we've uh, we've both really enjoyed doing this, and it came out of nowhere. And we're uh, I think we're going to continue this on very well. And uh, yeah, and and I am excited for next year and what it brings. And we can hopefully do some more things with the dirty side and get you uh, mm-hmm. get our listeners interacting more because we know that this is a very highly highly opinionated sport, very contentious, yeah, and very contentious. And we have very contentious opinions. So. Yeah, and we want our listeners to be interacting with that and to give yeah. your opinions. So we, we want them to be coming at each other with pitchforks. That's yes. why we, we really want to promote that spirit. Um, but yeah, thank you to everybody that's that's listened. It's been really really cool to start this, and we're going to continue it on. So thank you, Keon. Thank you for being argy-bargy. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, man. All right. All right. Bye.